We're pretty good. I, do you need room tone? Because all no, we've no, got got to do is be quiet. I got room tone. <laughs> all right, very good. Remember everyone's name? No. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby. And Ian? Yeah, Dave, what's up? This is uh, kind of weird. Why? I have to tell you right now. Well, first of all, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> yes, exactly right. We've, we've moved locations, so we've left our... Uh, I, feel like, I feel like it's Space 1999, and Moonbase Alpha has been blown into space, and now we're floating off into this other kind of weird... Like it just, I feel completely discombobulated. Okay, I'm just going to turn to our, one of our younger guests. Yeah, and that's see fine. If I don't care if that reference know. was yeah. okay. Fair yeah, enough. They don't. They don't have to know. And that's from been... that's from a show that's so long ago that yep. 1999 was set in the future. That's right. <laughs> the far that's, crazy future. You couldn't. You could. That's how. That, we yeah, play a lot like... of video games where 19xx uh, is like the yeah. future here. Yeah. Also, it's it's one of those situations where like almost every Hanna Barbera cartoon, where uh, after you've heard the theme song, it's all downhill <laughs> from that point in. It's never that good. We should introduce our guest. Yeah, I was just gonna say we're being one is being very polite and the other one knows that she should just jump in. So Nina Matsumoto's with us. Thank you for coming, Nina. Everyone knows who Nina is. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're sick of you, my me by now. I'm like, <laughs> sick of you. Your well, once a year <laughs> appearance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's what David wanted. I was like, nope. You're like Christmas. <laughs> People go, fuck this. Well, at this point, I think I've been on the show more than anyone else. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay. And good. earlier in the year, I was here way too often. Or when I say here, I mean the show, not your house, because you didn't live here. That's true. <laughs> that would have been strange if I was in this house. You have been in this house probably in the top 10 amount of people that have been in this yes. house the most times. All guys, right. But it's guys, other guys yeah. can you just shut up <laughs> so I can introduce Bob Mackie? <laughs> Good. No, that was smooth. Oh, my God. It's a smooth, smooth you know opening. What? I could edit that out. You no. just pointed it out there. Yeah. I could have put it. I mean, it's so smooth, so seamless that Bob Mackie's here from Talking Simpsons, from What a Cartoon, two fabulous podcasts that everyone's listening to that everyone loves. And here he is in your house yeah. and you're insulting him. I follow the podcasting <laughs> role where you don't talk until you're introduced. Exactly. I understand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I like could see Jim, Jimmy Pardo's ghost. I could see him like and... itching to talk. And I was like, <laughs> we have to introduce Bob. Mm-hmm. So thanks for coming. I don't want to confuse show. anybody, but mm-hmm. yes, we're in Ian's fabulous house. And I just saw a bathroom with nine toilets in it. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, it seems like a little much, but I yeah. haven't used them yet. So. He doesn't have a heated floor in his kitchen, though. No, no. So well, yeah. It's more coffee, yeah. Yeah, we almost did in the uh, the old office, but that's just because it was almost always on fire, like most of the uh, other buildings yes. in the area. <laughs> yeah. I mean, eventually, listen, we have moved from, just say what we're doing. The uh, the the old office, we had to move. We had you don't to have to look out. at me in. No, I'm going to. We had to. We had to move. It's weird because normally I'm across from you, but I'm yeah, kind of being a polite Here, I'm gonna, human being. I'm going to move myself. No, then. please don't. There we go. That's disturbing. No. Uh, but I'm look at all what happened you. to most of the businesses in our area is eventually they catch on fire. Then they get replaced by a uh, condo, uh, and that's uh, the Vancouver way. We went to uh, Sookie Jim's Chat and Chew this morning for breakfast, which used to be uh, one of the bu- uh, businesses that caught on fire. Twice. Mm-hmm. It did catch on fire. T- oh, that's true. It did catch yeah. on fire twice. Good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. So anyway, that's a Vancouver business model. So we just got out of there before the fire hit. This, this morning when you had breakfast there. You left <laughs> just before the fire. <laughs> Almost uh, like you knew. The first yeah. fire. <laughs> all right. I, I, I set them all. Let's thank you. You all, you all got me on that. And uh, well done, Scooby-Doo. Um, so now that you're not going to use the um, Hell Kitty Studios anymore for recording, I wonder what's going to happen to it. What's hmm. going to happen to yeah. it? Yeah, it, uh, it'll become what it was before, which is probably a telemarketing scam place, which I think is what flames, it was probably. right beforehand. 
Yeah. Where do you do your uh, podcast, Bob? I mostly do them out of my friend Henry's apartment. And we have a studio for Retronauts, my other podcast, in San Francisco. Oh, cool. But most of the time we do them in Berkeley. Now, what is, uh, what's Retronauts about? That's a classic gaming podcast. And I've been doing it since 2011, but it's been around since 2006. And wow. every week is a different topic about a different old games thing. And old games for us is anything 10 years old or older. So we talk about things as new as like the PS2 and the GameCube and things like that. So we've, we've done a lot so far. Oh, that's great. Okay, I'll check that out for sure. Uh, there's a connection in this house to Electric Playground. Somewhere in this house, uh, someone is recording an Electric Playground episode right now. Speaking of games, so it all connects. It all connects. <laughs> Uh, Nina, you you've been doing a lot of like shirts uh, with the with the retro gaming thing as well uh, lately. Oh yeah, because look uh, at that! Wasn't that a good smooth transition? <laughs> very like, nice, very nice. Yeah, it's almost like you've been doing this for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, by the way, David, I saw someone correcting you about the head. Yes, that was really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I cannot. What was your mistake, David? My my math ability. It's something to not talk about. No, uh, I said six years. Seven years. Though we've been doing it for six years. We've been doing it for seven years. I said we've been doing it for six years. It was our sixth anniversary. I was super proud that we've been doing it for six (laughs) years. Only we were doing six years a year ago. (laughs) We're actually in another show. One more show will be at our official seventh anniversary. So this this week is nothing. This week is the penultimate show before our seventh anniversary. Very nice. Congratulations. All right. I'm going to turn this back to my question I just had for Nina, which was not answered. These these (laughs) shirts you're doing, you're doing these, you're doing retro game shirts as well. Yeah. now, do you play the games that you do the shirts of, or are you aware of the oh, material? Or you're just trying to out me? <laughs> yeah, now. you're out of me as like no, a, a fake gamer girl or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't know how you play them because there was like one you did that was like a Western one recently. Yeah, Sunset Riders. Sunset Riders, yeah. right? And I was like, what the hell is that? So I looked it up and I went like, oh yeah, I remember playing that. Oh yeah, you did. But where where would you play? Do you get like a is there like a meme type situation? Oh, or I mean, you... oh no, I don't use those. But um, every arcade I go to usually has a Sunset Riders. Oh okay, it's like fair a enough. it's such a uh, popular arcade game. And uh, there's also like home versions. There's one in Genesis and Super Nintendo. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so like I do stuff like you know Sunset Riders t-shirts or things for like uh, other for kind of forgotten, well, forgotten by the company but fans still love it kind of games like Demon's Crest. If you know that at all, I don't. And this is um, this is what bugs me is I thought like I played a lot of video <laughs> games, and now I hear it like the ones that you're talking about, and again on your show as well. And I go like, what the hell is that? And I feel like I've I've known nothing. I've missed these all. I feel like well, again a music fan that you mentioned like, have you ever heard of these bands? And I just don't know them. Right. Well, do you know Ghosts and Goblins? I, I do. It's incredibly uh, hard. <laughs> yes, mm. it is. So do you do you know the Red Aremer? Um, the red gargoyle looking character. The, the guy who steals the, the girl stage. like right off the top? No, that's something else actually. Who's that? Is that Satan? It is Satan, yes. Oh, <laughs> Satan just shows up and steals mm-hmm. his girl? Okay. It is Satan. All right, Isn't Satan. he called something else in English though? In the English um, version? I think in the instruction book they call him Satan. Okay. Do they call him Stan? It's <laughs> <is> easier. <laughs> I always think of him eat Stan, that it's a Satan. Do you? Every yeah, time? every time. All right, and and again, we're uh, marking the passing of Satan Lee as well this uh, this week. So yes, that's, that's right. That's another. It's nice. yes. timely and uh, well. And if, if you know his uh, the horrible backstory to Stan Lee, where he sold his soul, where he sold sold his soul. That's exactly right. He went to the crossroads. <laughs> yeah, because Marvel Comics, or that time Atlas Comics, I believe, but it was no Timely Comics, I should say, mm-hmm. was going down the tubes, and uh, he went to the crossroads. Met Robert Johnson, former blues guitarist. Sure, sold his soul to Robert Johnson. And uh, then went home and uh, had some... F- I don't know what he did after that, actually. He, w- <laughs> he thought of those four roads, thought that's fantastic, came up with a fantastic four. 
Okay, I'm going to go back to the topic I was talking about. So, no, mine was more interesting. No, it was very good. It was very good. Quick question, though, about ghouls and ghosts where we're on, on that. Yeah. There's another game that's exactly the same Wait, game. Wait, Ghosts and Goblins, you mean? That's what I mean. That's the thing. Well, isn't there also ghouls and ghosts? That's, that's a sequel. sequel. Yeah. It's a sequel. Yeah. But isn't it the same game? Like, I remember playing it's, both it's of them. It's not, though. Oh, what's the what's added? It's Satan. Better graphics. Not? Better graphics. Okay. A little more easier. Weapons, more weapons. More weapons and yeah. a little easier, a little yeah. more fair. But still very hard. It's, it's a, a crazy hard game. Both of those have that, uh, the Red Reamer character. He's in like the first stage. He's like the red gargoyle guy that follows you around. One of the most annoying enemies. Oh, yes. okay, all right. swooping down yeah. at you. Yeah, that yeah. jerk, right. But okay. then they made like spin-off games starring him. And did they? Yeah, they did. There was uh, Gargoyle's Quest, mm-hmm. Gargoyle's Quest 2, and Demon's Quest. They don't do the thing where they, uh, what were you saying, Redeemer? Uh, but like they don't do a thing where they redeem him and now he's kind of a good guy the, or the protagonist. Red or <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> but, but he's not the protagonist in the in the new ones, right? Or is in the new ones? Well, you say he was spun off into. Oh yeah, uh, he was sort of like the anti an antihero. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Okay. So like you're playing him like in the the demon world, and uh, uh, Demon's Crest was one for Super Nintendo, and it's like it's very rare actually. Um, it's one of the more expensive ones, but the graphics are amazing, and I like that character a lot. I mean, I, I can't play the Ghosts and Goblins games at all. Like, I can't play no, a lot of the games I, I can't I'm either. Into. Well, yeah. those are insanely hard games. Yeah, but I just, I just like the characters and worlds of video games. Mm-hmm. So that's this job I have doing like um, ma- uh, merchandise for old games is perfect for me because I'm really into the artwork and the character designs, and that's all I have to, to know about <laughs> yeah. in order to make shirts. So I did stuff for like uh, Demon's Crest, which is like a game that most people don't think about, and somehow we got uh, we got the rights to do it. And there's like stuff like Bomberman. Have you? Do you yeah, know Bomberman? Bomberman. Oh yeah. Yeah, Bomberman, and um, we just released stuff for. Um, uh, oh, I I did a shirt with an exploding Hitler head on it <laughs> from Bionic Commando. Oh, okay, all right. I was I was thinking that might it's, be Wolfenstein. It's Colonel Bad. Oh yes, it's Colonel. I'm doing Colonel Capcom. Bad. Would, <laughs> Capcom wouldn't like you calling him Hitler. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> well, the original um, title for Bionic Commando in Japanese yeah, yeah. was like. Something, something, Hitler's resurrection. It's the top secret, the, re- the yes. resurrection of Hitler? Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's not much of a it. top secret if you put it on the <laughs> yeah. name. That's, that's, right. a, that's, that's a bit of a flaw. That's a terrible, t- that's yes. a terrible way to keep a secret. So the, the, the final boss is Hitler's head that has been preserved. Yeah, I think there are lots of swastikas in the Japanese version of that oh, game, yeah, too. Yeah. That they replaced with, like, an eagle in the American version. So the right. Nazis turned into the ba- B-A-D-D-S, the bads. <laughs> is that supposed to be, like, for something? Is it? For something? Yeah. Stand for something? B-A-D-D, yeah. I think, like, as in baddies, I don't think they made oh, okay. it stand for anything, you know, each they letter. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't. That's what they usually do yeah. in vocalizations. Get on it. <laughs> but me? Yeah. yeah. I have do, no power over Bionic Command. Yeah, do a comic about it. You probably get the rights <laughs> to the comics and uh, do that. That'd be fine. So at the very end of the game, like, um, you're fighting Hitler's head, and then you make him explode, and it's very graphic. <laughs> it's like four frames. It's not like an anime sprite. It's more like... <laughs> A slideshow. Like yeah, yeah, it is a slideshow. So, like, when they asked me to do something for Bionic Commando, that's all I could think about was, like, taking a frame of Hitler's exploding head and putting it on a, on a shirt. And uh, I tried to do something with, like, the main character, something a little more PG, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, nothing was coming out right. And uh, in the end, I was like, is it okay if I just do this? And Fangamer was like, you know what? Go for it. Let's let's try it. So I drew that up. I submitted it. And Capcom was actually... <laughs> They responded being saying like, uh, can you explain why you chose this imagery? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd say like, well, it's such an iconic moment. And that's what most people think of when they think yeah. of this game. And they're like, okay. 
and we're like, what, what, really? <laughs> we can do this? But it's censored on the Fangamer site because it's so graphic. So I'm very proud to have drawn uh, Fangamer's first censored t-shirt. Oh, nice one. <laughs> so there's someone who's like buying a censored t-shirt and thinking like, hey, you know what? I'm getting a real good sexy shirt. Smutty. And they get there and it's like an exploding <laughs> Hitler head. And like, no, no, oh, no. When, well. you, when you click on it, though, it says there's a warning saying uh, this shirt uh, depicts an image of an exploding head. And then you can click a button that says, nice, show me the exploding head. Are you awesome <laughs> enough to watch this? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Well done. You've made shirts for us, too. Talking Simpsons. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, the well, death... Uh, oh, uh, what's it called again? Death stalk? Death stalker? Yeah. Um, I've got death it. stalks you at every turn. Yeah. That that's it? what it yeah. says, yeah. Uh, yeah it's based on their the jingle that they play whenever they, they're covering an episode that has a guest star who's now dead, which <laughs> yes. is... All the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Especially God. in these seasons we're doing now. Oh, that show kills so many people. Oh All the gosh. guests are 70-year-old men <laughs> in, in uh, the Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein era. Old guys show. that they wanted to meet, yeah. basically. <laughs> but Kirk Douglas, wait, he's still alive, right? He sure is. Yeah. 102, yeah. I think. Yeah, oh yeah. My God. Wow. Barely alive. Impressive. <laughs> well, that's the weird thing. Like whenever I think, like when I see the I am Spartacus, and you think of all the guys who are going I am Spartacus, they're all dead. Yeah. yeah. He outlasted really? every one of those <laughs> I am Spartacus guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good on. I just good. I just watched The Fury, and he he's in that movie, the Brian De Palma film, The Fury, and he's doing like scenes where he's like running around like naked with a towel over his uh, stuff, and he's like he looks great. I think like, how old is this guy? This is nineteen seventy nine. Oh wow. And he's you know, just running around in his skivvies. But he looks, yeah, he just looks, looks, he looks the same. I mean, that 50s body, I guess that just lasts forever. That was something they were it's saying about chested. Stan Lee when they were getting the cameos in Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man movie. As they're like, well, this will probably be the last one because he's in his mm-hmm. 70s and who the heck knows. And then, Is that yeah. why they kept giving him bigger and bigger roles in these? Poss- possibly. <laughs> also, he, he, can, he can deliver a cornball line yeah. pretty, pretty well. And it fills some time, and everyone goes, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And it raises the good spirits of the movie up mm-hmm. for a while. Except for oh, me. that's cute. Yeah, except for you. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was wishing he died before he did his Avengers 2 uh, cameo. So like, oh, well, you got bad. your wish, David. Too bad he didn't die before the Avengers 2 cameo. I'm sure it's been filmed, right? Avengers 2? No, no, Aven- oh, Age of Ultron. Sorry, no, you're you're thinking, I think you're thinking of uh, Civil War, the Tony Stank. Is this oh, your... is that Civil War? Oh, yeah, Civil oh, War. Sorry, God, yeah, that's yeah. terrible. <laughs> I have to assume they filmed... Uh, maybe that's what killed him. They filmed Stanley cameos for just every movie that they have planned. Yeah, they already. have. Like, they, they put him in front of they, a green screen for three hours. That's and exactly what really? they did. Really? Yes. They're still going to keep on coming? Make yes. sure he was sitting down. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I bet they're going to have CGI Stanley. We can't. Oh, yeah. Well, they already have in um, Big Hero 6. What? Really? Yeah. Because that's uh, technically a Marvel movie as well. So in the very no, but he, that, that's an animated. It is thing, a three D animated. Thing. I'm talking like are you talking like a stand- Princess Leia talking, face? Yeah, like yes. creepy, yeah, talking corpse, creepy mug, <laughs> Peter yes. Cushing. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Have you seen the guy that uh, played uh, Peter Cushing? No, or, or <laughs> the guy who stood in uh, his his place his, his place for yeah. the Star Wars. Was movie? it Andy Circus? No. <laughs> no, um, he does the voice for him, and he okay. he was the one who like was on the actual set and then they like put yeah, yeah. dots on his face for sure, it. sure sure he looks like peter cushing actually okay yeah so it's like why not just use him just, yeah just use a yeah i'm gonna agree with you on that who's gonna disappoint and go that isn't peter C- how come they didn't hire peter cushing for this role 
Because he's, he's dead. dead. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's fine. And they sort of... thought, how can we make this more distracting? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, the big payoff at the end of uh, Rogue One, where it's like in the the Princess Leia's face, was just oh no, mm. oh dear. If it's, if this was like if this was television, maybe you could get away with it and SD, but it's like no, oh dear. I don't I don't remember that part. I guess oh, I've erased it, it a, from my mind. It was a giant three uh, uh, D CGI Princess Leia face mm. uh, talking about how there's now hope. <laughs> and uh, a new hope yeah i guess so <laughs> it's after darth vader murders everybody with like yeah. throwing people around that's the best and part then, of that movie and then he's totally winded by the next movie yeah, I know, that's and he's just like walking movie. slowly through things and just like Ugh, i really. know that's the best part of that this is like the scene where he just like force mutilates everyone in a hallway then he goes into the ship and then most he does is lift a guy up by his manually yeah with his hands his around his throat and lifts him up in the air up. oh i'm so tired of doing force stuff <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to force this. <laughs> oh, Darth Vader humor. Does Darth Vader... Actually, that was a thing like in the um, in one of the most recent ones. He actually does a wisecracking remark, I think, like in the, in, in the Rogue One. He like does a little joke and it's like, no, no. Darth Vader doesn't do a joke. No. Darth Vader doesn't do a Bond-type quip <laughs> when he's killed a guy. That's not... He's a dad, though. He tells dad jokes. That's true. Okay, yeah. He's most, one of the most famous dads. That is there true. He does, I'm, according to the Jeffrey Brown uh, comics, yes, he does do that. I'm not a big Star Wars fan, so I don't really watch the movies that often. But I watched the first one not too long ago for like the second time in my life. And I noticed that the, a lot of humor does come out of Darth Vader. He's like, the humor is like, what if this guy was your boss? It's like a bunch of people <laughs> cowering and him being very, uh, you know, unrealistic about things. But yeah. I think a lot of humor comes out of that uh, that character in the first movie, at least. But he's not cracking jokes. It's just no, a no, situation no. that's... Uh, the situation is funny. Yeah, yeah but it's better. We could be thinking of Dark Helmet, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's not better. In, better movie. He's not in charge. He's the second in command. Yeah, so that, that's why he can be threatening and goonish and mm-hmm. whatever. When they made him in charge, yeah, that was the problem. Now, uh, now he's got a lot of business stuff to do. He's got to like move the plot along. You don't want that. You want him just coming in, yeah. killing a guy, doing something cool, and then like leaving. You don't need him giving all the well, exposition. Killing the dumbest guy in the fleet. Who is, who's the dumbest guy? In the, the guy fleet? who insults the Force to Darth Vader, and then gets <laughs> choked to death. You're like, is this not like people don't know that this has happened before? Like, isn't there like rumors going around? Like, don't don't insult the Force with Darth Vader because he'll well, there's a second murder you. There's a secondary problem with that. Like, yeah. we just saw him in the previous movie throwing guys around, <laughs> right? So That's anyone a, who doesn't doubt the yeah. why do you doubt the Force? You just saw this guy. Like, none of those guys were like, wait, wait, we didn't know he could do this. Yeah. Oh, the Force is real. I change religions. <laughs> and why doesn't everyone change religions if the yeah, force is yeah. clearly real and exactly right. demonstrable? This is, this is the Indiana Jones problem as well. Yeah, I brought this up on other podcasts I do, but because I grew up in the gulf of uh, no Star Wars, <laughs> like I grew what? up oh, post-Jedi, pre-Phantom mm. Menace, yeah. my Star Wars movie was Spaceballs. And I've seen Spaceballs probably like 80 times. That was the movie I loved as a kid. Okay. Because I didn't take it as a, as a comedy. I was like, oh, this is a fun space adventure sure, with jokes. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a real soft, soft, soft spot for Spaceballs, even though some people think it's a bad movie. I like, I like one joke in it very, very much, which is the one where we got their stunt doubles. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fantastic joke. I think it's a good kid's movie. Yeah, uh, when I, I was a kid, I loved it. I yeah. saw it way before Star Wars yeah. myself. My favorite joke is combing the desert. <laughs> yes, that's the second joke that I like. In I like yeah. Rick Moranis playing with the dolls. Oh, yeah. Are you yeah. playing with your dolls again, sir? <laughs> no, get out. 
I, I've just seen snippets of it because it's not it's not enough to make me to make me stay. It's all right. It's good okay. special effects. I swear, good special effects in that movie. It's so popular that I think there's a cartoon out now uh, of it too. Right? There is. That was about a decade ago, but it's bad. No, well, isn't there? Isn't there like a series that's out like now? Um, I think there's. I'm just... thinking of something from the mid 2000s that was on like the Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. And just um, not not very good. All right. They did like a Lord of the Rings parody on that show. When, oh, okay. I don't know why they did that because they are a Star Wars parody <laughs> already, <laughs> and there's a lot to mine from that. Because yeah. they get yeah. bored. Yeah, I'm trying to. The writers need to change. Yeah, Spaceballs, the animated series. You're right, 2008 to 2009. Uh, I thought they did something again fairly recently, but I might be completely wrong. Like, how was it animated? Gonna... Was it 3D? It was not. It was a 2D animation, I think. Really cheap like looking 2D animation. Oh, so like yeah, Flash, probably. Yeah, Flash. Mm-hmm. Flash, Flash-ish. And it was played on TV? Uh, yeah, yes. I think it was Sci-Fi Channel or something like that. I could be okay. wrong. I just never heard I don't, of this. I don't think anyone would get mad if I was. No, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna turn this also over to our listeners and say, you know, hey, let us know. If we're wrong? Yeah. Was... I mean, my, fa- my favorite Batman was uh, Batman the, the comedy they... version in the 60s as well. Like, if you're a kid, you don't know from comedy. It's just yeah. the thing it is. Sure. You're like, well, this is how it is. And there you go. And our, you're going to enjoy our it. Our listeners and... didn't waste any time telling me that I had the wrong the wrong anniversary date. <laughs> Didn't waste any time at all. It was like one second after the show was up. Thanks listeners, a lot. Listeners love correcting Roberts. the hosts mm-hmm. of the podcast. That's why they're there. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah on, our, on our other on our other podcast, we do one uh, about the Marx Brothers right now. We've yep. done a Beatles one and a Tintin one. Yep. Uh, Dave's the guy who like lays down all the information, so he's the one sure. that gets that grief. Yeah. I get the grief for like interrupting him and they like, <laughs> shut up. Let the guy who's telling us things talk. <laughs> Stop telling jokes, you, you jerk. <laughs> I was actually telling Bob about that, how Does... you get all this flack from people who are like, shh. Yeah. The guy with the facts is trying to talk. Why, what is up with this guy? Like, I know. What it feels don't, like, joking around. It feels like someone who's writing to the ventriloquist dummy and just going, let the guy who's trying to sing a song sing his song, you asshole. He's trying to drink the glass of water. Yeah, come, come on. on. Yeah. Why you got to be interrupted and always like making fun? To be fair, to, to, I think a lot of people were criticizing us based on the first episode, which we had tried to cram two hours into an hour. So we're basically like rushing through it, try, trying, to, trying to have like a conversation. And it was just like a bit of a mess. But I always so. think it's good to have um, someone who's not as knowledgeable of the topic at hand to, yeah. to be the one to like ask That's all right. the questions. That's right. Yeah. Like what Ian does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's playing dumb, right? No, you're right. That's fine. No, that's one thing I do like about the Marx Brothers one is I actually can have an opinion on the things. Sure, Whereas yeah. the Beatles, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know well, it's nothing. also different when you Think have someone who like grew up with the thing and then someone who's like hasn't really um, delved into it as deeply as the other hosts, you know? Yeah, and it's fun. It's fun listening to you, to to your podcast and like I find myself like talking to it and going, no, that was that's not a reference to this. It's a reference to that. And I do the like, same thing on all every podcast I listen to. Yes, we try to get everything right and we we hate ourselves when we get something wrong no it's no it's fine it's fun when you get something wrong because then the people get to like people Every, like being that kind of mad everyone will have leave the same comment though oh, like, oh do they yeah there'll be eight comments in a row that'll be the same correction and you think after the sixth one they'll read the rest of the comments and say maybe i shouldn't leave this <laughs> no no that's fine but they've all found waldo and they want to yeah. tell you yeah, <laughs> yeah i was i was gonna post something then i went i'm not gonna what were you gonna it. post i was i was gonna post it was the uh, it was the episode what's the episode that your character space coyote is it's based on the oh the mysterious voyage of our homer that's right okay mm-hmm. so it was one where uh barney uh belches and you were trying to find out what the artistic representation was, and the guess was that it was a Ralph Steadman uh, thing. And my take on it is that it's a Peter Baggy 
Uh, really? Thing. Yeah. I think on the commentary, David Silverman said it was Ralph Steadman. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, Peter Baggy see... does a very similar uh, belch with the vi- with the yeah. the vibrating lips. I could so. see that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of hate, and we were talking about hate in the car on the way here. You know, the concept of hate, not the comic. I just enjoy <laughs> we all enjoy hate, enmity. Right? Yeah. That's right. Uh, but That's you could be podcast. right. It could be it could be a parody of his stuff. I know Matt Groening loves loves Peter Bag. Bag or Baggy? I've heard Peter Bag. I've heard both. And okay. I've, I think I've heard both from him, hmm. which is the disturbing thing. He's given up. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. I'm Bag. It's fine. I don't know if you guys it's ever have seen the um, the pilot for Hate, the animated series. I have not. It's no. like a five-minute pitch reel for MTV. It's like a five-minute scene. And I don't like the voices, but it's weird that the whole 90s went by and there was never a Hate show. It is very series. strange. Yeah, yeah, I think it was because of The Simpsons, though. And there used to be a lot of talk of like uh, that The Simpsons ripped off you know uh, the Bradleys, Bradley. yeah. yeah, Bradleys. I don't even know what that that is. It was um, there used to be a, a magazine called Weirdo, and uh, it was edited by R. Crumb and Peter Bag had a thing or Baggy. Let's go Bag hmm. uh, <laughs> of uh, Bradleys, which was a dysfunctional family, and you know it was like you know it's like the nuclear family, but everyone was her. There was Peter, Buddy Bradley. Peter, Peter Bag also edited Weirdo. The later on he did. Yeah, that's right. And so uh, when The Simpsons came out, some people compared it to that and went, oh, it's very, very similar. And uh, yeah, I could see how we've already got The Simpsons. Why do we need, why do we need yeah. this? And then, of course, many, many shows imitated The Simpsons later and mm-hmm. some to great success. It's so easy to forget that Matt Groening came out of uh, indie comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not for me, because that was like how I got into doing mm. cartooning was because I went like, oh, there's a guy who's not very good at drawing. And like, uh, he's got a, he's got a weekly strip. Okay, maybe I can do this. And it was like so inspiring seeing School is Hell and Love is Hell and all all his other uh, books. And then, yeah, that kind of got me into into doing that. So that I ended up writing for like the Simpsons comic is such a weird, it's, it's still very, very weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it weird to you that you worked on the Simpsons comics? Kind of like when I think back to like how many things I've done for them, I am in, I can go into uh, like a bookstore and pick up a Simpsons comics and find my stuff in there. Yeah, it's wild to think about. Yeah, when I when I I just ran into Peter Bag at uh, the uh, Vancouver Con recently, and he knew who I was and was talking oh, really? to me hmm. too much to the point where I was like <laughs> I, I was uncomfortable. I'm like, I was to go. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I wasn't no. prepared at all for this. We're used to the snub. Oh, yeah, what happened oh, to the snub geez. we got when we went to Seattle. Yeah, once upon a time we got a hardcore snub by Peter Bag. Uh, oh, so I was boy. like expecting a bit of that. Mm. I was like, oh, no, no, he knows who I am. This is strange. Well, he was really interested in me for a minute when he thought I was driving this big van with like a amateur, amateurishly painted guy smoking a big giant dube on the side of the van. <laughs> He's like, hey, is that your van outside? I'm like, uh, no. He's like, ah, okay. Walks away. <laughs> I should have said yes. And then you had to talk to Jim Woodring like an idiot. Jim Woodring's nice. I know he's amazing. He's the best. Um... So he talked to me about uh, Victor Hugo in great detail. Oh, nice. And I was like, I haven't read any Victor Hugo. He's like, oh, oh you got to read just Victor left Hugo. You, so you just like... And he did the same again, thing. He's like, where's the guy with the doobie van? <laughs> I think he's a Victor Hugo fan as well. Actually, I wanted to bring up the fact that in the latest Talking Simpsons, uh, my latest guest appearance on Talking Simpsons for Which Brother... was very good. Oh, thank you. Did you listen to the whole thing? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, for Brother... Well, Brother. you mentioned me like twice, so I had to. <laughs> yeah. All nine hours. <laughs> yeah, you gave me <laughs> I keep bringing you up on the podcast. Yeah, it's but, fantastic. Uh, Brother from another series, like I mentioned how there's um, a, a story where Lisa and Cecil become friends. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, I guess you pause the podcast <laughs> to tell me, oh, I wrote that story and they, they're yeah. become, uh, they become enemies. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, In that but case, friendly we enemies. Wrong. No, <laughs> no, it's totally fine. But uh, yeah, 
I was thinking like that uh, that uh, Bob and Cecil had the very similar relationship at the end of that episode to uh, Bart and Lisa, where one was on in the other's shadow constantly. So I thought mm. like, oh, if Cecil uh, becomes a master criminal again, and Lisa was like the one that he was targeting, that'd be kind of interesting. And then both Bob and uh, Bart are jealous Hmm. That uh, that they have this uh, this relationship and just kind of played on uh, what they had going on there. Like, do you think they meant to have a parallel there? I never uh, really thought about it. But no, it's like siblings against siblings, sort of. No, it just seemed to be open at the end, where it seemed like an interesting uh, place to go. Was that written before Cecil came back on yes. the show? Okay, wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in the comics because we can get away with it. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Christmas Christmas ape. Yes, Christmas ape. <laughs> the first, the, the only appearance, the actual yeah, yeah, envisioned appearance. Yeah, so like um, I did a, I penciled a story called Worst Con Ever, where it takes place at a comic convention, and Homer is there to see Christmas Ape, and it, it eludes him the entire convention until the very end. There's like a, a page where uh, Christmas Ape is um, having a tea party with Maggie, I think, something like that, and um, so Christmas Ape was like mentioned in passing in one episode of The Simpsons by Troy, Troy McClure. That was the Poochie episode, I think. Oh, okay, okay, Because yeah. he mentioned what other voiceovers he's done or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wasn't there like a Christmas ape goes to Hawaii or something? It was the joke was um, uh, you might remember me from Christmas ape and Christmas ape goes to summer camp. Oh yeah, yeah. summer okay. camp. Yeah, and I was like, okay, uh, I wonder if Christmas ape has appeared on the show at this point. And because you know sometimes when I uh, have to draw an obscure reference, uh, since I haven't actually watched the show in a long time, I'll look it up and find out that it has appeared in the show. There's an official design for it. Not so much with Christmas ape. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so now I have to be the one to design yeah, Christmas ape. That's pretty great. What would be Christmas ape? Yeah, I just grew like a giant, uh, drew like a like a giant gorilla wearing a Santa hat. Because that's the first <laughs> thing I thought of. And now, like, if you look up Christmas Ape online... It's you. Yeah, Simpsons Wiki. Yeah, that's the weird thing sometimes when something gets... The only thing that's ever, uh, I think, gone on to the show from something that I've done was I did a series of trading cards for The Simpsons, and I named... Uh, I gave Dolph's full name, and I named him... Uh, what, really? Uh, yeah, I named him Dolphin Starbeam. And said that he had hippie parents because I went like at least one of these kids must have like you know uh, hippie parents because that's where bullies come from. Mm -hmm. And then later on the show he shows his ID at some point to a poo and it's a dolphin starbeam. Oh wow, I had no idea. Like oh someone looked this up online. That's awesome. Yeah, so it became canon. That's that's I think what happens sometimes is like things that we've done on the comic go into continuity on the wiki, and then Mm, when the writers Mm. are checking it out because there's how could they know (laughs) everything? Right. They go they check this out and yeah and they're like oh Christmas ape that's what Christmas ape looks like. (laughs) Now I want to see Christmas ape go. Hawaiian though this is the <laughs> well summer camp okay well but, he could go Hawaiian too. but you know the goes Hawaiian uh yeah. that was going to be the second Beetlejuice movie was I've heard about what? that yeah I heard it was written to troll Warner Brothers though because he didn't want to do it uh, Tim Burton did not want yeah. to do a sequel so he made the the goofiest most 60s like mm-hmm. kind of Elvis style movie oh, I wish um, they called this bluff yeah <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't go for it actually yeah Couldn't yeah like direct VHS thing it's as if executives have no taste or anything interesting about them. It's interesting. <laughs> but they may be doing another Beetlejuice movie soon. But it will be no Beetlejuice yeah, it won't goes be. It will, it'll be no Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Now, you, right. you've met Matt Groening, though, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. One set, how, was, how was that for you? Because every um, time I've done it, I've uh, really fucked it up horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Was, I've like come out of a bathroom with my yeah. hand damp, and he shook my hand. It's been awful. I've had like a fever, and I've just rambled to the guy. Right. I went to his office once, and I did something stupid. It's just like every time it's just been a complete. Well, what's a stupid thing that you did with the office? Yeah. Oh, this was where I felt bad. It was like I'd given him a video game, uh, not video game. I gave him a videotape of a TV show that I did a pilot, and uh, like months, months before. 
And so I, we go into his office to like, just like hang out a little bit. And it's right on his desk. And it's the one thing on his desk. And I go like, Oh, you got my uh, videotape. And he was like, Oh yeah. No, I was going to watch it. And he oh. takes it and he puts it in his bag. And it's like, I embarrassed him that I called him out that he never had, no, no, I had yeah. no idea that you didn't. Oh. And it started things off on a really bad foot. <laughs> yeah, he's a nice guy. Um, I only met him once, but you know how, like, when you meet someone famous, you're not sure what to say, especially yeah. when there's ask him how much like, money he has. That's always a good way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Can you get me a job? Well, he are you, yeah, are you already had the job. Yeah, he did um, get yeah, job. <laughs> that's true. Thank you. You gave me a job. Um, uh, I remember saying like, "Wow, like I I idolized you so much growing up that I actually um, tried to make myself handwrite exactly like you." <laughs> And he wasn't sure what to say. He had a response like, what can you say, right? And I was like, oh, I messed it up. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> so I think about that sometimes. I'm like, man, he must have think he must think I'm a weirdo now. But you know what? I bet he's had way more awkward interactions than that. He must have met like a, a billion, yeah, billion me. fans. Yeah, <laughs> at least three from me. Yeah. But it's cool how like when I met him, it was not as just a fan though. It was as someone who works for Bongo Comics who had just won an award yes, for Bongo Comics. That is a nice thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get to, did you get a, with your award? Did you get a, a signed box or anything? By no, the you people didn't. You I know, didn't. but you didn't get one of those. Nope. That was pretty cool. I know. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but we know what was cool being at the ceremony. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we're gonna play this game, are we? <laughs> no, that's true. I never got an Eisner. It's not too late. I don't even get the podcast awards. What are the? What's the podcast? Is the potties or? There's the... there's a bunch of them, but they only nominate. Um, podcasts that are done by celebrities and famous comedians mm. nobody else ever gets nominated have you tried solving a murder no yeah have you done a, yeah have you uh, done a serial killer podcast we could yeah we could do it start doing a true crime podcast yeah there you go but the gimmick is we commit the crimes <laughs> <laughs> and then don't solve them so the podcast can keep going i'm gonna throw this at you and this is a this is a suggestion and use it or don't use it but you make a you make a serial type podcast mm-hmm. you make it like 10 episodes yeah but really get into who killed mr burns but really get into it, like way too deep. Like you're taking it way too serious. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because we interviewed the writer. <laughs> that's It's funny, number one, but number two, it's interesting because we interviewed uh, Dan Graney, who worked for The Simpsons for a while, and he, um, he writes for them now. He came back and he writes for them still. And uh, he pitched an episode idea that he talked to us about on, during the interview, and it was going to be... Um, a serial style look at who shot Mr. Burns, like oh. a true crime style look, like going back to see, like, oh, was it really, yeah, um, Maggie? Like, let's go back and look at the fo- look, look at the files, look at the evidence. But apparently, James L. Brooks didn't like it, so what? yeah. Huh. Which I didn't know James L. Brooks was, was still sitting in on. It's Hitchcock. weird yeah, that he is, right? He's weird. just there to kill dreams, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to shoot ideas down. Yeah. Well, I, wish, I wish I could remember that the name of that um, movie with uh, Owen Wilson and Paul Rudd and. You mean Dupree? No, no, and um, that actress whose name always eludes me for some reason. Okay, what's the movie about? She's a, a baseball player, like a, a lady baseball player who okay. uh, it's just kind of been cut from the team, and she's kind of cast adrift, and then she's going out with Owen Wilson. He plays like a professional baseball player, but he's very thoughtful because he keeps uh, clothes for... Oh, for, I know what you're for, talking you know, about. I know this film, it, yeah. And Paul Rudd is like embroiled in some kind of situation with his dad who's done some kind of something kind of fishy with the, the, the company's books. Yeah. Jack Nicholson plays the dad. And he's basically put Paul Rudd in the situa- in the position where he'll have to go to jail in place of his dad. And so Paul Rudd is like torn between, you know, his loyalty to his father and then the fact that he'd like to have a life and he meets he meets this actress. She was in election. She was in Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Thank you. 
Uh, and yeah, so he's torn between, th- even though she's in a relationship with Owen Wilson, they're kind of like attracted to each other. And it's, and it's, but it's a James L. Brooks film. Mm. Mm. And it's actually quite, I quite enjoy it actually, even though it's very, you know, romantic comedy ish, but kind of a, a skew, you know, it's kind of, cause it has this weird element of, oh, I'm going to have to go to jail in place of my father, who's, and there's great scenes of Jack Nicholson, like kind of hypnotizing Paul Rudd's character into like, you know, you've got to do this. Because this is, you know, da, 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 you know. Well, I'm going to throw this out there. Whoever comes up with that first, I'll send you a comic. Whoever, whoever comes up with the name of the movie okay. you're talking about. Oh, if I can think of it first, I've got to come up You don't count. I can just look it up now. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? I'll give you a comic out of it. Sure. Wow, what a dick move that would be. <laughs> <laughs> just, Listeners just, don't get anything. <laughs> no, that's right. I was going to give you my comics anyway, but that's that's fine. We'll do that. Um so, uh, but I think like James L. Brooks, that's probably his, like he's done a lot of successful things, obviously, Oops. and he's won Oscars, I believe. Uh, but this is his most successful thing, Simpsons, clearly, right? Like, yeah, his name is on every episode. Yeah, there's nothing the, that could yeah. be more successful or more money-making for him than that. And now that Sam Simon's dead, he gets even more money. Does he get a bigger cut, or does the Sam Simon, I, like, foundation for dogs that uh, hmm. are, are walking around? I just get, want to assume him. that... Uh, <laughs> is that what it's called? What a yeah, long thing? Once, once a dog sits down, then it doesn't get <laughs> I want to assume that uh, once you're dead, the payments stop, but who knows? I don't I think don't that's think how so. things work at all. I don't all. think it works that way. Really? No, no, really? no, no, no. No, I'm sure... Your family gets money? Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. That's the way that works. He has yeah. no family. I was going to say, no, but it all goes. It all goes to the animal charities, okay. I believe. Well, I'd rather yeah. it go to you know helping dolphins than go to James L. Brooks and Macarena, who have enough money. Darn right. Period. And the dolphins, <laughs> frankly, have no. They're money. poor. They have no money. Yeah, they got no. Pockets. They don't even have they money. Got nothing. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't stick understand. money in their blowhole, but they that would kill that's them. Dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, James L. Brooks probably had enough money before all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he Mary Tyler Moore? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. He's got Mary Tyler Moore money. Wait, he was Cheers as well, wasn't he? In Taxi. No, Cheers wasn't him. Oh, okay. I thought it was for a while. Oh, okay. But you, there's like James Burroughs who was a similar. Oh, okay, name. that's. Isn't yeah. it like James Burroughs and Charles Burroughs or something like that? The Burroughs mm. brothers. James L. Burroughs. <laughs> <laughs> Not really thrown out. <laughs> I can't think of anyone's name. By the way, I did enjoy on your uh, your recent episode uh, how deep you got into Fraser lore. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that you were a Fraser fan. That was very I never cool. really talk about it. No, it's not something anyone talks about. That's true, yeah. But clearly there are Fraser fans because they were going to bring it back, you know, so. Oh, right, yeah. They're bringing it back? There was talk of bringing it back. I don't think they should. I heard Kelsey Grammer was against that idea. I think I saw a quote from him on a Twitter or something. Like a news story says, Kelsey Grammer said, no, not, not, not. Oh, come now. Not, oh, come now. He doesn't need that. He's, I've got another sketch comedy show. How do I know? He's oh, living high. He's living high on all that medium money he's bringing in. Was he in medium? No, he was producer of it. Though. Mm. Oh, okay. Good for him. I still want to know what kind of accent he has. It's, a, it's an actor accent. <laughs> yeah. He has fancy, a trans- fancy pants. It's called the transatlantic accent. It used to bother me on MASH, like Winchester. I was like, what's yeah. that about? Is it mm. British? What is it? Where'd that come from? What are you? It's a, it's, a boarding, it's a boarding school accent, I think. Like if, if you were like a, you know, what, we, what do you call that? Like a prep, a prep student of, mm-hmm. of a certain, certain generation, you, uh, you develop that. You know, it's like received pronunciation, that British accent that says Bath and things like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. On Fraser, it's not a real accent. Just out of curiosity. You, so, you so Fraser's got the accent. Yes. Niles has got the accent. Mm-hmm. Dad doesn't have the accent. Mm-hmm. He never went to prep school. So they got the accent at school. That's yeah. the idea? That's right. They picked it up? Well, Nina yeah. would know. Did, where, where, did, uh, where did they go to college? Well, Fraser that's the Niles. thing. They Fraser. went to different schools. Yeah. One went to Yale. One went to Harvard. I, right. I thought one went to someplace in uh, England. I thought Niles went to someplace in England. 
That could uh, be wrong. And came back with the accent. Or did mom have the accent? Yeah. You never see the mom ever. So mom probably had the accent. And no, they, no, it doesn't even, they don't even need mom to have the accent. To have, no, to, but they to get but with the sense because they are mama's boys. I, yeah. can't, I can okay. see them becoming mama's but you boys. Don't need, That's true. You don't so, need that. She, the element. mom was the more sophisticated one. And the dad is like the not the least sophisticated one, so that would make sense actually, right? Because they they both love their mom, and she probably taught them a lot of things. Whereas the dad was more into like trying to make them play sports because he's really into sports. <laughs> and mom and mom gave them the accent. Yeah, probably. Probably okay. Like, very they good. never done think, like a flashback where you, you see that. those kids. So you don't need mom. They just got it in school. Just the way prep kids get their accents. That that kind of very way that distinctive way of speaking. That yeah. You hear like kids who grew up in New York, but if they went to prep school, they they have a prep school accent. They don't have a New York accent. It's weird with X Men that they just kind of dropped Kelsey Grammer. That he was Beast, and then they just went meh. Did and they do that to all of them? No, not really. It's Charles Xavier. You know, he's no, he's not. Yeah, he is. He was in a, a bunch of movies after that. Then the Logan movie and whatever, but you never get like, oh, a cameo okay. from a uh, Kelsey Grammer showing up and doing a BC <laughs> thing. And when does the kid who plays Kelsey Grammer? Become Kelsey Grammer. When's he, he get he that look like him. He doesn't look like him. He doesn't have the Kelsey Grammer <laughs> voice. He doesn't have the accent. He doesn't have any of that business. That would be great. So when's that find happen? another actor who looks like Kelsey Grammer, but, Grammer, but it's much younger. But, so like another David Hyde Pierce kind of, but huh. much younger. <laughs> like, it's like, how many of you are there? Yes. <laughs> is this Kelsey for your Grammer Fraser clones. too? <laughs> this is what you want? They should make young Fraser like young Sheldon. Oh my God. Yeah, they can <laughs> solve, all the, solve all the mysteries of Fraser in one new series. You know what? I would watch and that. I, I think Kelsey Grammer should dub the young Fraser. Oh, that'd be oh, perfect. Yes. Okay, Overdub he'd his be voice. Down for that. Yes. He'd be down for that, yeah. Wait a minute. You're basically describing Detective Conan. Uh, kind of. <laughs> sure. But there's no, there's no po- uh, magic potion. I am not. I'm just, I'm just, I would be so happy to finally solve the mystery of toss salad and scrambled eggs. Okay. <laughs> I think that has to be explained in this whole well, young Fr- uh, Frasier thing that you're talking about. Actually, I like Nina's idea where Frasier uh, is poisoned by a syndicate, but it doesn't kill him. It shrinks him and he becomes young Frasier. <laughs> Oh, so like a big or John, like, little um, John thing, yeah. The, well, like, like that's the plot of Detective Conan. He oh, can be like it? Detective yeah. Freud, where he has to pretend his name isn't Fraser, and he borrows the name <laughs> of a famous uh, psychoanalyst. Oh, I like this And too. he's got to solve um, crimes. Yeah, so like sure. Detective Conan, like the main kid, isn't actually a kid. He's like a he's like a teenager, right? He's almost a kid. It was <laughs> just funny. It's well, like, but he's a teenager. Yeah, yeah. It's like fifteen or sixteen. And then he gets poisoned by like a syndicate, and it doesn't kill him. He just turns into a little kid. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. And then he that. lives with his love interest. Yeah, which is very awkward. Are uh-huh. you Are you familiar with a TV show? And of course, you wouldn't be because you're very young. Uh, called Big John, Little John. No. Nope. Oh, Big John, Little John. The idea behind. I think one of the guys was actually on Cheers, but Robbie Rist, who was on the Brady Bunch, and he was the kid who got brought in when they ran out of kids to be young, mm-hmm. and they brought on like uh, Oliver. Uh, but uh, Robbie Rist, the idea was it was a Saturday morning cartoon, and this guy who's you know a bald man, uh, you know in his forties, uh, finds the fountain of youth, drinks from it. And now randomly turns into a child. So it's a sitcom. Like completely at random? Yes. Hmm. So it's a sitcom for kids where he's got to go to school, but he's also, he's living both lives. So he's living life as a kid and he's living life as, as the adult and it just randomly switches back and forth. I know way too much about TV and I've never heard of this. Yeah, I can. I mean, uh, 
People wrongly assume I won't get old references, but my friend, uh, my podcasting partner, Henry, at his wedding, his parents were there, and they made a reference to Minnie Pearl. Okay. And she was like, you won't. You kids don't know who that is. I know who that is. I've seen the Grand Old Opry. I know about the, the straw hat with the tag hanging off of it. I know Minnie Pearl. Why do you know so much about old TV shows? Because I'm a loser. <laughs> Aw. That's basically Aww, it. Man. Welcome to the damn club. Okay, I'm just going to show you. Well, the, as kids, gonna... we, all spent, we all spent you know a couple of hours yeah. a day yeah. idly searching. It's funny how you say that because I'm, so many I'm people. Sorry. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you the opening in a second. <laughs> okay. No, I was just saying it was funny how you said that because so many people think you look like Beck. Huh? <laughs> Me? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm living. I'm living the brand. I'm living the brand. A little bit of the Beck life there. Okay. Sorry that I can't make this bigger. I'm just gonna show it to you guys. We will then edit this out, hopefully, or something. <laughs> I'm so sorry to be doing this, Dave, but I need to do this. Here we go. Ready and. All right. Is it showing? Wow. As you can plainly see, he's getting his hair back. That's great. One minute he's 40, the next he's 33. Big John keeps a changing before your very eyes. He's 25, and then 19, like that, and 12 movie. years old inside. <laughs> Big John, we get it. What a way to grow. They don't even look like they could be part of the same family. And now they're giving you the origin way this deep into it. Is this a City Marty Croft show or something? It smells like it, doesn't it? looks it? like it. We get it. You, you already introduced this concept. Why are we still talking about it? Minute eight of the intro. <laughs> Sorry, I can't get over the fact that he switches back and forth randomly. Yeah. you got to set some kind of ground rule for that. Well, yeah, it should be like where he's tense or he's having sex or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. No, <laughs> I know, that would no, 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 no. The intro is more about a guy who grows a lot of hair and then loses it suddenly <laughs> when he becomes a small kid. And it's weird that he's shirtless in the opening. Yeah. Like, what is just seeing a man at that age shirtless. It's like a shampoo like, ad or something. Yeah, just have him in like a big shirt. The kid's in the big shirt. That'd be it's a It's like funny... Michael Jackson's black and white video. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's very strange because, yeah, about halfway through the intro where you understand it completely... Now back to what? Well, all right, we got it. <laughs> it's a simple concept. Yes, it's a simple concept, but it's interesting. Like the the because it's actually got a more high concept. The and the fact that it's so complicated, you have to have a theme song that explains it. But it's weird that <laughs> that'd be funny if it was a theme song. They keep re-explaining because they realize yeah, they yeah. weren't super that's clear. Right, that's Yet right. again, okay, wait a second. <laughs> well, there's a caveman. Did we explain <laughs> from? Okay, you're making so it more complicated. Is friends with the caveman, <laughs> and okay, one more time. What we're saying is he was married to her, but and the mouse is smart. <laughs> and now they're detectives working a job, and they're really good. It's like we bought Did we bought we the series for pitching it. <laughs> Did they do that we make it clear to you? Um, Inspector Conan, in the beginning, uh, he gives like a 10 second summation of the premise of the show. Like, hi, my name is Jimmy Kudo. And well, in the dub, his name is Jimmy Kudo. But you'll never believe what happened. I was shrunk oh, and turned into a kid. Maybe it could just be the dub. Isn't that the one where they, he explains it really, really fast? Yes, yes, that's yeah. it. And I think I think in the Japanese version, he's just like kind of gives you like... An, you should pull it up and show Ian since he showed you a that. A premise. A horrifying right. Big John, he, Little John opening. He in. gives you the premise. And the, the Japanese version, he gives you the premise of what the episode will be that, that right. week. He's like, uh, this week I go on a cruise ship and something happens. 
Because, like, as you know, I'm more of a kindaichi girl myself. It's true. I don't want to explain that, <laughs> by the way. But please um, explain it in a song. But isn't yeah. it? She's more um, of a kindaichi girl. What we're trying to say. So, like, is I never, this. I was never, I never got into Case Closed or Detective Conan, um, even though it's like the more popular um, uh, murder crime mystery show starring a little kid. And so I listened to his What a Cartoon episode about it, and they played the op- this opening that he's about to show mm, you. Good. So I can, I can play just the, like, the him hell? talking and saying like what okay. the premise yeah, of the show is. These, we can put these on the website okay. as well. Yeah. Well, here it is. Okay. My name's Jimmy Kudo, and I've always wanted to be a great detective. Over the years, I've worked at perfecting the craft, impressing almost everyone, except maybe Rachel. But then some bad guys ambushed me, slipping me some kind of poison. Now what's going to happen? Basically, it gives you the premise of the show. And uh, a weird, like, Bob but, O'Reilly But it uh, wasn't sun. It wasn't sun. Yeah. Like, it should have been, one day I was given some poison, <laughs> and no, they, I became a... They paid for a J-Rock band to make their song, and by gum, they're going to use it. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of a different opening hmm. that also had, like, a very, very quick um, explanation of the beginning. But I think they might change it up a bit. Uh, it's not always the same narration in the beginning. Does he ever get changed back at the end, or is it just he stays that still way? Going, yeah. It's still going, though. It's still going situation. It's been uh, 22 years since the manga started, and I think the show's been on since 1996. Oh, cool. And okay. it's like, if you look at the uh, ranking of anime every week on Japanese um, TV, it is like always in the top three with like One Piece and whatever else is big. So it's like it's never not been popular. Oh, cool. Okay. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I was just going to say, like, it's interesting now, like a show that I think is high concept, like The Good Place. There's absolutely no explanation of what's going on in the show. You just kind of get dropped into the middle of it, and no one says, "Okay, they think they're here," but that you know what I mean. Like yeah, no yeah. One, it's uh, it's interesting. They it's do so a little now. previously on, but not to the do concept. They? I guess because I watched but it. But no, just basically or... like the most basic things that had happened like yeah. the week before, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing we were mentioning. Sid and Marty Croft. Every one of those started with a song that was the explanation of oh, yeah. how yeah. this kid got trapped in this world. Sure, but those shows are so high concept that I only saw those felt... when there was nostalgia for them because I'm too young for them, and they were just were all like living nightmares oh. made by people that took too much acid. My <laughs> first ever reoccurring nightmare was a Lidsville one. Mm. Yeah, I don't with think Charles Nelson Wright. I'll just say this story really quick because it's a semi-interesting Please, story. Your darn mic. No, no, I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> uh, the semi-interesting story was I, uh, I would dream that it, uh, uh, the kid fell in the hat in Lidsville, yeah, and then Charles Nelson Raleigh was chasing him, but something would happen, and he would split Charles Nelson Raleigh's head open, and it was this gruesome thing, and it would just wake me up, and I would just be in terror. <laughs> Later, a friend of mine uh, killed Charles Nelson Raleigh on an episode of Millennium, mm. and he split his head open, and I went like, "You lived my dream. You lived my." <laughs> Somebody dream. had to kill that bastard. Yeah, it was a it was a sequel to Jose Chung's from Outer Space from the X Files, okay, and they yeah. brought the character back in Millennium. Well, on the Sid and Marty Croft shows, I had you've been used to shows with puppets in them, you know, friendly puppets who are just hanging mm. out with humans. But in those shows, you feel like someone could get murdered at any second. Like, and has. Yes. <laughs> They're not the first ch- children to be in this world. Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's a kid. Yeah, let's kill him. There's been As many magic flute owners over the yes, years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of them drowned. Lidsville and there's a hat involved? Is it called Lidsville because there's hats? It's Lidsville? called Lidsville because uh, Lids oh, was a drug reference. Yeah. And so that was the oh. just like H.R. Puffin stuff. Is a reference to drugs, but they made him a you know a, a dragon. But yes, they were all hats. That was the idea. It was like it was li- it was a world of living hats. What? And then one genie who was the woman who I think woman yes woman who played the witch in H.R. Uh, Puffin stuff. Okay. Billy something. 
thing. I forget her. I forget her name. But yeah, I that think, show terrified um, me as a kid. Uh, Sigmund the Sea Monster is the most vile creation they've made. It's just a, like oh, a yeah, vibrating super... pile of garbage. Yeah, yeah. basically with Billy is. Barty inside of it. Yeah, it just looks like yeah. a garbage bag walking around. Like literal garbage. It just it looks ter- it looks horrible. But he's, as a kid, he's seaweed. He's covered in oh, okay, seaweed. Okay. But as a kid, I I you know I watched all the when shows, Wonder Bug and everything. Yeah, these were early seventies. Early seventies. Sounds seventies. It was your standard Sabrina premise where I'm good, but my my family members want to scare people. It's also a Casper idea, right. you know. My family members want to scare people, but I want to be good, and I'm friends with people, and that's how it goes. But uh, no, that was a rough one, Sigmund the Sea Monster, and they he, brought that one back as well. I, I didn't know did that a, they did a redo on that. Yeah, with slicker uh, costumes or some such. And uh, he looks like if one of the Squidbillies was real. Yes, that's what he looks like. He's complete Squidbilly. You're absolutely yeah. correct, and it's the kid from uh, Family Affair. Mm. Uh, Jody, I think, okay, for yeah, Family yeah. Affair. Uh, but the other thing about those shows was they, what made them a bit palatable was that it wasn't that long because they were part of like a super hour of stuff. So you got Sigmund Sea Monsters, you got Dr. Shrinker, you got Wonder Bug. Oh, no, Sigmund was his own half-hour nonsense. Was Sigmund, Sigmund wasn't being part, part of, of the, the Croft the... Super Show. Oh, it wasn't? Oh, no. okay, I seem to remember it being Croft part of Super that. Show, you got Dr. Shrinker, you got, uh, yeah, you got Dr. Shrinker, you got like, there was something about a genie, uh, there was uh, uh, Bigfoot and Wild Boy, mm. and uh, other ones that I can't remember, yeah, I can't remember. which I'm I would sure... feel embarrassed about if you didn't do a nostalgia <laughs> podcast. It's okay, I'm sure you guys know about the connection to McDonald's, right? The McDonald's character, Sid and Marty yes, Croft? Yes, but it's a yeah. good story I, and worth telling. I talked about it on the Retronauts episode about food mascot games, but in the 70s, uh, Sid and Marty Croft stuff was huge, especially H.R. Puffin stuff. So they were like, uh, hey, Sid and Marty Croft, can we use your characters to, you know, promote McDonald's products? And they talked to them and McDonald's was like, you know, that, that costs too much money. We'll hire the people who create your characters to make our own characters. And so the, basically all the McDonald's Land characters that have been phased out in the past, I don't know, decade, they were all just basically ripping off Sid and Marty Croft shows from the yep, 70s. Sure. And they sued. And I think they didn't win. Uh, oh, Sid no, I think Croft. they won. I think what they won was a very, very small amount okay. of money. That was nothing to McDonald's. It okay. was like less than a million dollars. What I thought, okay, why I heard about that was it was one of the few people who have ever sued McDonald's and won any amount. Okay, and my, maybe I'm making stuff up here. I so. think, no, I think they did win. And I think I, I just assumed they didn't, or I think that they didn't because they barely won any money from McDonald's. Where I'm going to maybe be making up shit now <laughs> is, uh, I, what I heard, what, oh, do you need uh, more alcohol? I'm going to go get more. Do you want Okay, yes. very good. Yes. Okay. All right, please. I'll take a pale ale. Okay. Yeah, very good. There we go. You while you do that, uh, yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take another winter ale. Folks? No, I'm fine. Thanks. Okay. All right. And while uh, I'm actually just a little bit left in here, okay. so I'm going to keep this. Uh, what I heard was uh, that that was what funded their amusement park. Because Sid and Marty Croft built an amusement park, and and why that interested me was they had a living uh, pinball machine where you could get in the balls, and they put people in the balls, and other people would control the flippers, which sounded great and made people so nauseous <laughs> that these were just like balls of vomit that would just whip around. They often and that was one of the reasons that they um, they went out of business, and they had to shut that park down. Wow. But there was for a while a Sid and Marty Croft land based on all their uh, things. So Thank good. you very much. No, okay. But I the, drink that later. the earliest McDonald's Land commercials are fun to look at and listen to because they are very weird and trippy. A lot of noodling guitars. Um, <laughs> yes. Grimace Grim- is Grim- evil. Forearms. Yeah. 
There's French fry trees. It's disgusting. Wait, four arms? Yeah. yeah. Uncle, yeah. and it was Uncle, not Uncle Grimacy. It was uh, the evil, the evil Grimace was what they called him mm-hmm. when he first started off. Well, so. I, I'd never heard of this. Yeah. Yeah, did doing he, that research. Uh, did they sorry. phase him out? He would steal all your milkshakes with his multiple arms, <laughs> very spider-like arms. They made him, they made every all the villains into, um, I don't know, good guys in the 80s. I guess the Hamburglar was always evil or always, you know, being foiled. Yeah, and there was Captain Crook. Mm-hmm. And they changed both the Hamburglar and Captain Crook's faces because they were hideous death masks. Yeah, they were really, yeah. really odd. Sorry, um, the, the evil Grimace with the four arms, couldn't they just give him a, um, a holder, drink holder? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have drink holders. He was, just in the 70s. He was stealing them. Yeah, and then, okay. yeah, there weren't drink no, holders no in the 70s. No one thought of that in the 70s. <laughs> no. You just carried your... You, you, had, you, had, you had to have four arms. You didn't get drinks in the car. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where he lost what? his arms. That'd be awful if he actually lost his arms <laughs> somehow. And he started off That's with That's how those. they made yeah. the Arch Deluxe. Yeah, later on there was Uncle O'Grimace, his Irish uh, relative. That's what, true. really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring up Uncle O'Grimace. <laughs> what the hell? I'm sorry, was it O'Grimace or O'Grimacy? I think it, it was O'Grimace. It was very, very uninspired. There's this whole world of Grimace I don't know about. It's sort of like Cookie Puss and Cookie O'Puss. <laughs> the whole which... universe. The Grimace universe. Are you familiar with Cookie Puss? <laughs> no. Uh, Cookie Puss was with Carvel uh, ice cream. Are you are you familiar with Fudgy the Whale? Just out of pop culture. No, I, I'm not. Are you familiar with the Santa Claus that you make out of the Fudgy same the pan as <laughs> Fudgy the Whale? No. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, long story short, there was another thing they had called Cookie Puss, who was an alien from outer space made of ice cream. Anyway. Oh well, that's well, what we missed living in Canada. How could I have missed that? Yeah, that's that's. I only exactly know about the these things through American cartoons. Actually, I didn't grow up with Carvel. I only later did I learn what all the references were. Mm-hmm. Because of cartoons. It's yeah, part, yeah. That's how I learned uh, about right. uh, Fudgy the Whale was just out of people's stand-up acts. I just thought it was yeah. a Simpsons thing. Like, uh, Patton Oswalt has a great bit yes. about it. It's, it's like one of his best bits, so I wouldn't do jokes about Carvel because he already has all the best jokes. But the the main guy, whatever, Tom Carvel, has just like a, just the sound of a man dying of emphysema and he's doing all the commercials <laughs> himself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but he does the best. But just look it up on uh, YouTube or whatever. It's, a, it's an amazing bit, especially if you've never heard of them. So is, yeah. is Carvel uh, an East East Coast yeah, thing? I grew, it's, like, um, I grew up in Montreal, which is why we got some of the American oh, okay. commercials okay. for that. I grew up in Ohio, and we never saw Carvel. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, it was more like Michigan, I think, and New York. It was like in weird select areas. Oh, I see. I actually wanted to bring up why Bob is here. Oh, hi. This podcast. We never explained this. The oh, this is good. We're like the we intro. Do. We're intro, the intro to Big John, <laughs> oh, Little John. Oh, I have to sing this, is... this then. Oh, man. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't prepare Bob's anything. here for a reason. Wait till I tell you about the caveman I found outside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's because it's almost my birthday. Actually, when this is released, it'll probably be my birthday. And when is your actual birthday? It's on the 18th, so that's a Saturday, I believe. 18th of November. Yes. Very good. Happy birthday in oh, advance. Oh, thank you. And it's become a weird tradition that like, around my birthday, I come on the show. <laughs> and we've never given you a present. You take me out for dinner afterwards. That's, oh, we do. Okay, well, we're that taking counts. you out for dinner <laughs> no, afterwards. That's right. Your birthday gift to me is letting me be on the show. <laughs> I don't so know great. if that. I don't know if that's a gift. <laughs> I uh... It's a gift. It's a curse. You know, <laughs> same difference. That's fine and fine. And uh, Bob is here, um, seeing Canada for the first time in his life. It's true. Oh, welcome. So Never I was been like, you know what? Do you want to do some podcasting while you're here? You're a professional pod man. Yeah, uh, appreciate <laughs> appreciate you taking the time out to do this when this is your job. Oh no! I mean, I I rarely get to sit in as, as a guest anywhere. I usually am doing all the producing work, and I'll be editing it sometimes. And, and you do uh, do a lot of editing on your show. It's oh, a yeah. very tight, tightly done. We're pretty judicious. We don't want to sound robotic or anything. But um, Henry and I, I mean, shout out to Henry too. He does like yeah. half the work, so it's like he it's, he's a big part of it too. But yeah, we have a certain editing style that not ever. I don't think everyone should follow it, but it's just you know our style. And I, I like think being, it's why people like it. I like being on Talking Simpsons because you make me sound <laughs> articulate. <laughs> we hire a, a Nina actor to redo some lines. <laughs> 
Athena ADR. They sound like Kelsey Grammer for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, put the yeah, Grammer filter on her. I write for Bongo Comics. <laughs> no, this, this show is very loose. This yeah, when I appear loose. on here and I say stupid things, I have to hear them back. I'm like, oh, yep. great, I sound like an idiot. And we highlight them by commenting on them. <laughs> You put them in the intro. I put them in the intro. Yeah, I'll do that too. But I think I think something that's worth mentioning is that that is all, that is all you do for a living, right? That's now. all I do for a living. Yeah. Now you made that that choice a little while ago. To... About uh, eighteen months ago, so it was in the summer of twenty seventeen that my friend Henry and I we left our bad job, and we were both in the <laughs> games media for a long time, so covering video games, um, and we both decided there was no place for us anymore because there really wasn't. I mean, I want to get into the the uh, that industry because it's all very boring and depressing, but. Once you're in it for about 10 years, you should have left five years ago mm-hmm. because there's nowhere to go. So we decided we had enough following to, uh, you know, just spin off what we do into our own Patreon. And I already have a Patreon with Retronauts. I had one for three years at that point. So okay. I knew how it worked. and I knew that we could do it and it worked out really well. And it's uh, that's Talking Simpsons and um, What a Cartoon are my one Patreon and Retronauts is my other Patreon. And you've put uh, behind, uh, for the Patreon subscribers, they get all of this bonus uh, material. A lot. A ton, yeah, yeah, like a ton a, of bonus Like content. a crazy amount. Yeah. Like if you were to, you know, I mean, listen, we've got a Patreon as well <laughs> and God bless you if you've donated to us. But if you got a chance, donate. Uh, I don't say donate, but you know that, that sounds almost like a support thing. But it's not subscribe. support. Subscribe, subscribe. Yeah. exactly, because you get oh my gosh, you get so much material. What We're are, able to do all of it because it is our full time job. That's what I mean. Yeah, and uh, definitely we take it super seriously. But I think in the I think this year, I think since we started the Patreon, we've had like fifteen interviews, most of them with Simpsons writers or directors. And like we got we got big ones too, like Mike Reese. Um, Mike Scully, uh, Bill All the Oakley, mics Josh Weinstein. Yeah, <laughs> we have every showrunner except for David Merkin, who we we're talking to, and Al Jean, who I'm not sure if we can get him at this point. But uh, uh, we're trying to get every showrunner. We got a ton of writers and uh, two directors, and we also have interviews with other animation people too. They but also interviewed Bill Morrison. Bill Morrison, yeah, I totally forgot about that interview. Yeah. Who was my boss and is now my boss again? Yep. On, on, <laughs> on Mad, yeah. I can't get away from that guy. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. But yeah, we cover a lot of other series too. Um, with what a cartoon, we do a different episode of a different series every week, and do the history of the series, and play clips, and go through an episode. And then we have mini series like we've done Talking Critic, going through all of the series, The Critic, and we did Talking Futurama, the first season of that year this year. One year or two years that show. That was two seasons okay. and twenty three episodes. So okay. yeah, um, lot a lot of stuff is happening there. We we love doing it. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a really impressive. Now, what, so what would be like, uh, what kind of hours do you lay down in a day, uh, doing that when that's, this is your full time job? I don't really, our schedule depends a lot on, uh, what our guests can do right. when, when they're okay. available. So, uh, my schedule is pretty much all over the place, but I probably work like, I would say, 40 to 50 hours a week, sometimes more. Okay. If I have to make time for a vacation like this one, I'll do a lot of long days. But it's different than doing a long days for another job where you don't own the work and people, someone can fire yeah. you. It's a lot more rewarding. And I do work too much, I, I say, but I'm not complaining. It, I do get a lot of fulfillment out of working. You're especially. welcome to complain about, uh, <laughs> honestly, because we all do, uh, with the exception of Dave, with this, uh, we do, we do jobs that, that we love, but you can still complain about them because they're still, they're still hard. Even things that you yeah. do are hard and you do enjoy your job, but it's an yeah. unrelated job. Yeah. To what we're saying. I don't want to seem ungrateful though. No, no, no. And again, I, that's I, I a feel, thing. I uh, feel very lucky to be able to do this. Absolutely. For sure. yeah, well, that's we, we do it to ourselves because yes. we care about the quality of our yes. work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're we're our worst critics, yes. and um, but I think that is a thing though with people who do things that they love is sometimes they feel that they can't complain or anything because you're going to have someone go, oh, it must be nice, yeah, to make your yeah. own hours, or whatever. Yeah, but it's still 
really hard. I get those people on Twitter <laughs> where I will just be happy. Like, I finally get to take a break. It must be nice to, you know, just talk to a microphone all day. Well, there get... are people who think Talking Simpsons is just like reading off a wiki. And yeah, it's yeah. Way, way, way more than that. I don't want to be like, you kids don't know how hard I work. But yes. a lot of... It's, it's it, a it really, fine line for sure. Yeah. It really isn't just uh, going into it blind. Like um, with our style, we do a... Uh, so for Talking Simpsons and for What a Cartoon, we have a similar style in that... We will watch the episode, um, of course, and take lots of notes. Um, one of us will get clips for the episode, usually like around 12 to 14 clips to play throughout the podcast. And then we'll look up the history of the show. And then if there's a commentary for that episode, we'll look at that and we'll see if there are any oral histories and things like that. So we, since we feel like we'll only get to do this once, this subject matter once, we have to do it right. Especially with Talking Simpsons, like we will only talk about this episode one time. So we have to make sure we get every reference right yeah. and get every like little anecdote about the episode right. We just really want to be perfectionists about, you know, what we're putting out. Yeah, we've uh, we've done uh, again, we've done things with the Beatles and we've done things with Tintin. And we've done things now with the, with the Marx Brothers and we always give ourselves First of all, we do a thing that's finite, whereas it's almost like The Simpsons just goes on forever. Yeah. Uh, but we always do a thing where, like, at the very end, we we do a catch-up episode where it's, uh, okay, we forgot all this and all this junk, <laughs> but you don't have that luxury. You've got to, like, get it all in the thing, because if you <laughs> did it all at the end, that'd be madness. Most of our corrections come in the comments. If people yes. point something out, we are very uh, grateful. Uh, most people are not jerks. Uh, I will say, when uh, people that... Okay, how do I say this? So uh, people that <laughs> listen to video game podcasts and leave you comments are, are not as kind as people that listen to animation podcasts. And I love Retronauts and I love listeners, but I've noticed in general the um, the comments are much kinder and much less judgmental on my animation stuff than on video game stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it's nice to have a, uh, an audience that is not just a, the video game audience. And I say this as someone who still plays tons of video games, still has a video game podcast. I don't know why, but... For some reason, animation fans are much nicer <laughs> in general. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. No, no, I can I can see that. Yeah, uh, I've 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 got, had very brief uh, experience in video games. I wrote for a a game called Face Breaker that was universally uh, disliked, but then they <laughs> cut most of my stuff out of it. So I feel my roommate right. worked on that too. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, he did some character models. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I've got yeah, I've got every version of that uh, of that <laughs> game. Uh, no, I just think it's interesting because like because we do a podcast, often we get people who listen to this podcast who want to do podcasts, and you're basically I don't want to say living the dream, but you've made it a functional reality. To make this I'd say your he's living the dream. I, <laughs> very good. Okay. I think so my life is great, and uh, I'm not like mega rich, but I can I can live in the Bay Area, which is very expensive. So I feel like we're doing something right. But yeah, it's I feel, comparable to here, right? The prices. Uh, maybe a little more. You think so? Yeah, maybe, maybe not Berkeley, but definitely San Francisco. Mm, but right. Berkeley probably is the same as Vancouver in terms of um, rent and everything and cost of living. Although your food is way cheaper here. Oh, is that Especially right? with my American money. Oh, okay. oh excellent. <laughs> Very good. Um, but yeah, it I'm is, glad um, you came to exploit us. <laughs> But yeah, I, I feel, no, I do feel very lucky and I, I do feel like um, we figured it out. I hope we can do this forever because it's going to be really hard for me to have a normal job again when I have to no kidding, yeah. have yeah. a boss and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been many, many years since I quit the toy store and I could uh, I could not go back to the toy store. <laughs> Sorry. I just had a horrible thought of going back to the toy store. Some people will ask me, well, like, what are you going to do uh, when the Simpsons quote unquote gets bad? You know, some people have a certain cutoff point, but I feel... Sure. Like, and I've said this a billion times before, so I have this memorized by now, this little speech I give, but maybe your listeners haven't heard it, that I feel like... I, I haven't. There is a... Val- like, so some people, I think the general narrative, which I disagree with, is like, well, yeah, it's good until season nine or 10 or whatever, and then who cares? But there's also 20 years worth of episodes after that, like two decades worth. And I feel like we'll, ha- we'll have the added value of help, like exploring an episode that you don't know. 
because a lot of our the, the attraction to our podcast is we'll, we're we're very familiar. We're we're you know repeating jokes that you like, but I think there's going to be a value in like exploring episodes you've never heard before, or sorry, I've never seen before too. Yep. No, agreed. I was uh, I was reading Mike Reese's uh, book about it says it's about the Simpsons, Simpsons Confidential, but it's really about Mike Reese. But he mentioned like a, an episode of The Simpsons that I, I you bait and switch, yeah, that I had never. I like hearing about Mike Reese. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we can get into Mike Reese in a bit. Um, <laughs> but I, he mentioned an episode as one of his favorite episodes, which was uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Guest Star. And I was like, I don't remember that one at all. And it was like Liam Neeson is the guest star on it, and it's the one oh. where Homer becomes a Catholic. And again, I don't okay. remember it at all. It's probably from like 2005 or something. Something guessing, like yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, it was to the point where it wasn't in HD. I always check to make mm. sure whether it's worthwhile to download it in HD or not. Yeah, and it was uh, pretty solid for, so, like, for most of it. Ian, you grew up Catholic, right? Yes, I did. So did it like hit close to me for you? Or? <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, deep enough. I think. Okay. Yeah, and I've I've since you know. Said it was no my... daredevil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which Daredevil are we speaking about? <laughs> We're talking about Trial the of the Incredible Hulk? The, uh, yes, that, that one. Daredevil? That, that version Very of Daredevil. Very good, okay. You know that's the only reference I make to Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. is trial of the, trial the one that's the got Incredible the Incredible Hulk. Hulk on our Skytrain. Yeah, which is, oh, yeah. Uh, exactly right. On Set, trial. That's right. The that's two, where they had the, the court. The two famous people who have been on our Skytrain, uh, the Incredible Hulk and uh, Jason from uh, Friday the 13th. Was that yeah. the Jason Takes Manhattan? Yes, it certainly okay, was. I thought so. I thought he so. Did Jason not really take Manhattan. <laughs> Jason flirted with Vancouver briefly. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in Vancouver for like nine-tenths of the movie, then just takes a train to Manhattan and like sees the sights in the last couple of minutes. Uh, I'm wondering, like, um, Ian, if you ever went on Talking Simpsons, and you should. But I would like, love to, yeah. Uh, which mm. episode would you want to be on? Oh, this is, I'd have to see. Well, are you doing them like the, chronologically? Chronologically, yeah. But disregard that. <laughs> Disregard yeah. that. Pretend like you have you can choose any episode. You know what? If it was a if it was okay, if it was the past, I would be uh, monorail because that's my favorite. But if it was okay. modern, I would go the one where they uh, were Homer Jones and improv troupe. Oh, oh yeah, oh. and where they tried to do the that. the improv thing at the end, and I don't think they succeeded. Where they did it live, where they had Homer speak Dan Castellaneta. Uh, in two time zones, he recorded two different things. Oh, and, and I did. I did that watch was. that element of the show. I did see that part okay. of the show. Yeah. You don't think it worked? Uh, I don't think the thing. No, I think they they tried to like save it too much, and so they mm. they didn't have it work. What do you mean by save it? Too uh, they much? they did uh, while he was talking. They had too many gags going on in the background. They had people walking oh, in with okay. quote unquote funny business. And it was like, well, just let him let, let him, him do talk. his thing. Yeah, Dick Castaneda is an improv actor. He's an improv yeah, genius, a sketch comedian. He's brilliant. I've seen him do improv. He's he's great. Mm. You know, let him do it, and they just didn't trust him to do it. So it was this kind of half-assed middle of, middle uh, of the road thing too where bad. too much business was going mm. on in the background. That's too bad. I totally forgot about the whole live thing. Yeah, and it was an interesting, yeah. daring idea. Yeah, and they didn't really commit to it, which I thought was a was a shame. So I remember the hearing about take that. a risk. Yeah, what's the worst? You're going to get canceled? Mm-hmm. Come on. I would. Yeah, I would. For me, I would be something from a long, long time ago, because that's probably the last time I... I think the last season I watched was the Conan O'Brien season with the monorail. Oh, my God. Oh, oh and the other one for sure. Uh, the I'm Sim- shocked. The Simpsons Futurama crossover I'd have to like go with. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Since you did the comic. Yeah. I started working on Sunday evenings. And, mm. I, and I'm a terrible... Uh, VCR programmer. Yeah, I just can't... Well, I, guess can't be, I can't be bothered. I can program them well enough, but I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> the same reason I stopped watching X-Files probably is at the same, same time. Mm. I was like, ugh. When he, when they I'll never watch them. Vancouver. Well, because I would watch them when they were on TV. Yeah. Like, I would just turn on the television and watch them live. But the idea of like two days later watching them, ugh. Actually, um, sorry. Speaking, no, go ahead. Speaking of sketch comedy, Please. Bob just read a Kids in the Hall book. 
Yeah. Oh, by yeah. Paul Myers. Yeah. Uh, One dumb guy. It's a great biography of Kids in the Hall. Yeah, Paul Myers is uh, is 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 great at those those kind of books. So uh, yeah, I, I no, I love Kids in the Hall. They were they were a huge influence. I wish it was longer. I wish the book was. It's three hundred pages, and I wish it was longer. I think my my I love the book. The issue with it was it was uh, my issue with it was. A third of it. My is, issue with it was is a great little uh, tongue twist. It's hard to say. I really messed up as a podcaster. But uh, the first third of it is pre-TV show, and the second third of it is TV show, and then the last third of it is like what happened after the TV show. I kind of just want um, before TV show and TV show, or just write a second book about like what what are they doing now? But I yeah. feel like mm. I lived. I mean, I was an adult through what are they doing now, and I I like knowing like I was at some of these shows you wrote about. Like I I went to their 2008 tour. I was at the Brain Candy live reading in San Francisco, which oh, is nice one, one of the, I think it's my favorite sketchbook show I've been to, period. It was great. But um I wanted to hear more about the TV show and I felt like there there had to be more anecdotes. I just wanted more about that. But the DVDs they put out about a decade ago, uh they're super cheap and there's tons of great commentaries on those and they have a lot of their old pre TV show material that was filmed um in Canada. Like uh, they have a lot of their pre TV show stuff that's on the DVDs. It's really cool and worth watching. I was, uh, I guess I still am, friends with Frank Van Keeken, who was one of the original members of the Kids in the Hall when it mm, was in yeah. Calgary before they combined with the with the audience and yeah, formed right. the group that they are now. Yeah, so I believe the Kids in the Hall, uh, the two people from Kids in the Hall are Dave Foley and um, Kevin McDonald, that's right, and then yeah. the audience is Bruce McCullough and. Um, Mark McKinney. And then Scott Thompson was a fan who forced his way into yes. the group. What, really? Yeah, he just forced his way in. Oh, my he just God. Went, I'm, yeah. He just showed up so much that they couldn't say no, and then he became part of the group. But I was like a huge group. fan favorite. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and technically, if you look at if you look at Scott Scott Thompson and look at the shows he's been in, he's been in some of the best TV shows ever. Yeah, like Hannibal. Yeah, he's been in Hannibal. Yeah. He's been in the Larry Sanders show. He's been in Kids in the Hall. It's just this thing of like, oh wow, yeah, just a little by <laughs> little, he was like in shows up in like all these great things. But was he ever in news radio? Did he ever appear on that show? Kevin Kevin did. Kevin did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that was I think that was it. Hmm. That's surprising. You would think there'd be more kids in the hall. Uh, I guess they were all fighting then, and they all hated oh, really? Dave Foley for uh, being on a sitcom and get, having being, <laughs> and successful. being successful. Yeah, I mean that's in the yeah. book. There's a lot of great dirt oh, in the wow. book too, I didn't where know that. they've all moved on. They've all like have healed since then. Oh, but completely. Well, yeah. The movie post TV show movie period is uh, very ugly, and it's fun to read about. I love the movie. <laughs> I love the movie Brain Candy. And um, me too. Yeah, it's very good. And I, and I nearly met Kevin McDonald twice, and he talked to me once. So before the Brain Candy live reading. He was getting pizza for everybody, which seems like a very Kevin McDonald thing to do uh, across the street. And we were behind him in line and was like, it's Kevin McDonald. But then everyone was getting their picture with him. And we didn't want to be the sixth person to do that, six people to do it. And then um, at, our, at our second live show, we're talking Simpsons. We were performing in San Francisco at this bar where I guess he was teaching improv at. And we're going in and hanging up our coats and stuff. And like Kevin McDonald just walks out of a room and we're like, it's Kevin McDonald. <laughs> And he was like, good luck with your comedic endeavors. And he just leaves. <laughs> um, and I, I I think we could have talked to him if you wanted to, but we were just sort of star, uh, starstruck by Kevin McDonald. I think he is in town next week teaching, an, uh, not an improv workshop, but he's teaching a sketch comedy workshop. Yeah, a lot of those guys teach in Canada now. Yeah. Kevin's the only person I have not met. Mm. I've oh. met, uh, I met Dave Foley. He was the one who gave us an award for a sketch comedy, for a Canadian comedy award. Uh, we've opened for Bruce. Uh, Scott's been across from us at Comic-Con a couple of times with like comic books that he's done. And I wrote stuff for Mark for a, um, just for laughs show. Oh, great. Yeah. And they've all all been super, super nice to a person just like, just great. 
Good, good Canadians. <laughs> you know, <laughs> good Canadian kids. You know what? That's right. You know, the people I've met from the slate have also been nice, but no, there are no kids <laughs> in the hall. I'll tell you that much. The the book sort of hints at the fact that um, they're all interested in doing another thing. It's been about a decade since their last. Thing. How are they not? How is like? Yeah. It seems like nothing dies, nothing goes away. So just come back. Well, didn't I mean, they do that? Um, they just did one like five years ago or four years ago. That miniseries kind of thing with that's right town? about death comes to town death yeah it was yeah. good yeah. It, was on, it was on ifc and it's it's very cool and very weird yeah um but the one thing i wanted to talk about since i'm in canada Please. is like the one thing uh the first thing i knew about canada and i'm barely old enough to have seen this and i watched it a lot as a kid but you can't do that on television yes was um basically my first knowledge that canada existed and people had different vowel sounds very do good we? yes do we <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I was a student of linguistics, and I was talking to Nina about this uh, before, and I bring it up too much, I think, on podcasts. But no, not at all. The uh, the whole aboot thing, and, yes, uh, hoose or whatever. I know that's wrong. I know that is not really what that sort of accent sounds like, just based on ha- knowing Canadians in the past. Right. There's a probably the it's, fu- funniest it's more- SCTV thing I've ever seen was a was a parody of like the CBC, and they did a parody of a thing called "Going Down the Road," and <laughs> there's a there's a line in it. About there's a moose in the hoose, mm. and then later the, the the things have gotten so depressed that the mouse has left, and they went. I guess the hoose bummed the moose out, and uh, it's not true. We don't sound like it's, that, but by God, it's funny. It's funny, but I mean, and Kevin Smith made an entire movie about just sort of, like a lot of the gags are just uh, Canada accent gags. Uh, Kevin Smith feels like he's got a fetish towards us that I'm uncomfortable. He really with. does. He's really, it's just like a guy who's just coming up and just like. Eh, well, his uh, default costume is a hockey jersey. I know and George, and he's kind of cosplaying as yeah. us, you know. It's it's it really does I mean, feel that kind of thing. yeah. But he doesn't even wear real he's hockey wearing, jerseys; they're like specially tailored for and him. And he's oh, really? been super yeah. nice what? to my wife and things, and so, so I'm all for the guy. But it just feels creepy. You're against Canada face. I'm a little bit. I'm a bit a bit like yeah. What about uh, was it yoga hosers? That was it. That's the movie. But like yeah. the, the, the entire trailer is just like. All of the Canada accent jokes. Mm. Um, you found because they also front. did uh, Tusk as well, which takes place oh, in Canada. Yeah. yeah, he's doing a Canadian a horror trilogy, so all, yeah, all, all three films fine. will take place. It's Hopefully, fine. the third one is uh, Pontypool too. That's all I'm asking for. Pontypool is a very good, it's a uh, great horror. I, I love that actually. I love Pontypool. Oh, good, good. I'm but um, Yoga Hosers, yeah, I stay. <laughs> I want to be nicer to Kevin Smith because he almost died, and he also just yes. got in way better shape because of mm-hmm. he had a major heart attack. But he, his jort, the jort size never changed. He still wears giant jorts. It's just <laughs> yeah. part of his look. But, yeah, it's a thing. But Yoga Hosers was like, what if my daughter was the star of a movie and Johnny Depp's daughter? What if they were together? Let's make our kids a movie. And it's cute in a way, but it's also like mm, this is weird. Oh, Harley Quinn. Is yeah. That? Yeah. Also, you name your daughter Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a cool name. But. You think of is it? Is it? Is it? It is. Yes. Yes. If you think of the comic, I would be named Harley Quinn. But if you think of the comic book fans' relation to Harley Quinn, it becomes Mm, it has a new flavor to it. That's true. They fetishize her, and a lot of of Lolita. She's a victim of like um, a terrible, terrible relationship, like abusive relationship, and like the creator mm. of Harley Quinn is hot for Harley Quinn. Oh yeah. Yeah. By the way, you mentioned that you didn't hear, you haven't heard too many like hard Canadian accents while you. I haven't. No, I mean, well, we don't have much. I mean, we're pretty much more of a West Coast accent. I I sense a a slight difference, but Mm -hmm. it's not. um, I know. I I guess when you move towards more the east. Yeah. That's um, definitely. I talked yeah. like Harry Anderson for most of my teen years. So oh. I was a big fan of Night Court. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> the way Canada developed, so 
the majority of the population lived in the east for the longest time mm. and then the train brought people west and so the languages tend tended to move quite quickly across the across this part of the country so there wasn't time for languages to develop individually right right but if you go to like newfoundland or the maritimes oh geez yeah. where oh, yeah. that's you know existed for a long time as a colony and people were separated from each other by geography then there's more dialects and more regional dialects. There's there also more find. cultural pride there over over the dialects, mm-hmm, so you want to sure. maintain them. Whereas yeah. we don't really care as I've, much. But if you're on like Cape Breton, which is an island, or PEI, which is an island, or we're trying yeah. to get work on the Flash, we got to like American our accents up as flat as we can. I, I didn't hear anyone say a either. We don't say a. Yeah, yeah, we dropped that a my, little while ago. My grandma said a. I think I think because people called us on it so much, maybe that's what it <laughs> that it just got annoying. Yeah, that it's just too too much. Like. Yeah, it's the, my grandma used to used to use a lot of Chinook too, which you don't really hear that much anymore. What do you mean? Chinook was a was a kind of a cobbled together language that was used in the on the west coast. It was a mixture of like Russian, Native American, uh, English, and it was just, and so there's words like skookum, which means strong. Hmm. Okay. You can still hear people people will say, well, you know, it's a skookum yeah. thing, or mm-hmm. the chuck, which is the ocean. Well, chuck is water, but salt chuck would be the ocean. Mm-hmm. And these were just sort of words that were. So my grandma still would use those like mm-hmm. all the time. If she was going fishing on the ocean, she'd say, "Well, we're going to the salt chuck to do some fishing, you know, or or it's a skookum this." And you know, it's just it was just Imagining part of her a giant sea of meat, ground meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that's <laughs> and those so those would be words that would be like First Nations or Native American words like chuck and skookum and things mm. like that that would be adopted into the language because no one, everyone was meeting, but no one spoke the same language, so they just kind of created this. Very easy, kind of Esperantoish uh, language. Pigeon? That, yeah, kind of yeah. a pigeon. Yeah, a pigeon of different languages, so kind of thrown together. It's mostly gone now, but a few of those words kind of still hang around. Mm-hmm. You just don't hear them as much. Whereas my grandma's generation, you know, so my grandma would have been born just at the turn of the, you know, the twentieth century. So she would have known people who really grew up in that time as fur traders and stuff like that, who who lived in that time. So there was a much more of a connection. She grew up in Aldergrove, near where I live now. Oh yeah. And so she used to ride her horse to school. What? And it really? was a long ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like oh I know God. where she went, so yeah. I know how far she rode. And she had to drop off the horse at horse school first. That's right. The rest of the way herself. The horse had to learn. It's hey, BCs. <laughs> but yeah, so like it's a 10 minute drive from where I know she lived to my house. So I, I can only imagine how long it was for her to ride a horse to school every day. <laughs> So how much horse riding did you have to do to school when you were a kid? Yeah. Uh, only the bear horse riding. Oh, you rode a bear? Yeah, uh, yeah too. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in the woods. <laughs> Sounds good. The bear minimum? Or bear, or... It was a huge bear. Okay. Yeah. A lot of kids were on it. It was uh, yeah. terrifying. Yeah, like one, oh, not, not it a, was bear a school bear. Kid. That's right. You went on the school bear not to school. Rich that's... people. That's what we do. Uh, so uh, do you have any Canadian questions or anything? Because yeah. we're happy to answer. Oh, boy. I mean, um, I don't think I've had any of the local delicacies yet. Okay. I know Vancouver is a lot more metropolitan than a lot of Canadian places you in general? Had, uh, poutine Poutine. Yet. I haven't had poutine yet. Okay. Okay. You really can't have poutine here and it be real poutine. No, that's true. You, you got to really have fine. that back east. No, it's fine. not. No, it's not. It's not. No, that's a complete lie. Fine. No, that's not true. But yeah. you wouldn't know any different until yeah. later. Yeah, okay. Fine. But if you're not impressed by it, know that you're getting like a second-rate <laughs> poutine. But when you're at a convention or something back in eastern Canada, which you will be at some point in the future, uh, make sure that you get some mm, po- yeah. proper uh, poutine He hasn't had Montreal-style bagels. Okay. But you can get here. You I mean, can, it's not but as good. it's I know. not as good. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? It's like going to Saskatchewan and going to have some sushi. Like it's just you could technically yeah. you can get sushi in Saskatchewan. But what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Not so. But yeah, if you want to yeah. get some poutine, we can we can poutine. What would be Can Okay, so that's very Canadian. 
Pierogi, sorry, pierogies, would that be considered like a Canadian sure, thing? Yeah. Actually, there's a big uh, pierogi gate thing on my Twitter. What? Pierogi mm. gate? Yeah, well, I grew up with pierogies in Ohio, but yeah, only I because... Out, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, no, there's a lot of Polish people in my hometown, so that's why there you go. pierogies yeah. there. So I can't remember how this came up, but like I was talking to someone, and they mentioned that they had never had pierogies. I was like, wait, what? To yeah. me, that sounds like never having spaghetti before and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he was like well i don't have like a polish family i'm like we well, don't need a polish family to have eaten pierogies <laughs> to go to the supermarket <laughs> yeah, exactly. but yeah. then i i talked about but this if it's not something you eat. i looked it up on google and it turns out like uh especially cheese and potato pierogies are a very canadian thing mm. and like it's more of a canadian thing now than yeah, like yeah. a european thing and well, uh, we had a huge influx of ukrainian yes, people that yes. came in the, i only i didn't know about that yeah, i always thought yeah. pierogies Pierogies were always universal in my life. Mm. They're always in every grocery store, and they're commonly uh, served at pubs at appetizer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I talked about this on my Twitter, and there were so many people chiming in, going like, "Yeah, I've never seen pierogies ever. I've mm. never had pierogies." Wow, like, they're really hard to find in the Bay Area. There's, I know two places that serve them, but I've, they're not, not really in grocery stores I find or anything so like baffling. that. Yeah, yeah. Vancouver is really like a we're a real sushi kind of town oh, yeah. for <laughs> sure. I'm trying to think what else we got going on. It's all kind of fish Nanaimo related. Bars. Nanaimo, Nanaimo bars, bars yeah. sure. <laughs> and you have many varieties of potato chips, mm. uh, like oh, an yeah. all-dressed chip. A uh, ketchup potato chip would be uh, something we'd To be honest, I really only have Nanaimo bars at funerals. That seems to be the only place I ever see <laughs> <What>? them. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, no, so I just wouldn't go and buy a Nanaimo bar, but they're always served at funerals. I didn't eat Nanaimo bars always. for a long time, but... Really? Oh, yeah. That seems a lot of work. <laughs> I don't know what these are. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, a, they're, a, they're a dessert cake, like a, but it's, well, it's, but it's, not it's a, a layered... But, yeah. but they're cut. It's, 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 like, cut cake, it's almost like a brownie, like a, a no-bake brownie kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it has like a coconut chocolate base yeah. with a kind of a custard and then a, ch- mm. and then a milk chocolate. Top. Yeah, I, I a dark a chocolate time, top but... to it, but not a solid dark chocolate yeah. top. It's got kind of a softness to it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now yeah. I like having it with coffee. It's really good with coffee. Okay. It sounds like tiramisu. You're in, you're in, ta- okay. you're in town for at least another <laughs> week, right? I'm in town for, yeah, about a week. Okay, we can hook you up with a... We'll see. We've just been drinking beer. Well, then you've got that going for you. Why didn't you have the Nanamo bar beer. <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? No. It could be. It could oh, be. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. Oh, I have a quick question then. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Something that uh, someone who, because this relates to nostalgia and animation and Canadian stuff. Mm. Have Had you ever heard of uh, Rocket Robin Hood? Yes. Okay. Now, was that accessible to you, or have you just heard about it secondhand? No, they played it on TV. I think it was part of the Banana Splits show. Really? Yeah. I oh, mean, they're showing us those reruns because they the showed 80s Danger Island on that too, and some other stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But actually, we never we never talked about you can't do that on television. Okay. We'll get back to. Okay. I, I'll just say my quick thing okay. about about uh, Rock Robin, and then I'll drop it because <laughs> uh, they had the. Weird, I've been through this before. Yeah, they had, we had they had the weirdest <laughs> episode where uh, where one day I was watching Rocket Robin Hood, and then afterwards Spider Man came on, which was the Bakshi Spider Man. Yes, yes, I know exactly the what you're talking episode, about. Yeah, and it was like. Huh? As a kid, I just went, am I dreaming? <laughs> okay, well, now we're back to, you can't do that on no, television, which I, I I'm going to say has never been as good as uh, when Ruth Buzzy was on the show originally. I know all about it. that. Uh, so this guy on YouTube, he's great. <laughs> he's doing a history of all the earliest Nickelodeon shows. Okay. Uh, it's, it's Pop Arena, Pop Arena on YouTube, but uh, he's got this thing called... Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know. Just go to his YouTube page. I forget He's what it's called. It's called Jesus Christ. It's yeah. You'll never believe it. I've heard of that. I've heard of it too. It's a new religion. <laughs> um, now check this yeah. shit out. That's right. This guy. You won't believe it. <laughs> he met a you cave man. What happened, believe what happens on the third day. Um, well, waiting in the cave one day, the rocket rolled away. <laughs> okay. But yes, I think there's uh, a lot of songs to talk about that. 
I learned all about the history of that show, how the version that we got was like the sixth version of the show, and mm-hmm. it like kind of started in uh, the first version of that was like in England, and um, the one you're talking about was like the pre-Canadian, the, th- the pre-Nickelodeon version with Ruth Buzzy for That's like right. a year. Where they were basically doing a laugh-in for kids. They really were, and a yeah. lot of the laugh-in stuff was on the American series uh, really? with the lockers, was- coming out of the lockers. I don't know, yeah. Nina, do you know, have you seen this series Laughing? at all? No, you can't do that on television. I have not seen any of okay. it, actually. It was more of like a hee-haw of... Uh- <laughs> Well, the, stru- the structure really was... Well, Hee Haw is in Laugh-In are the same show as well, except that he- that Hee Haw had music, and this show didn't It was a better show. Yeah. I only know about Laugh-In because actually, of The Simpsons. Actually, Laugh-In had music, too. It's just that it was edited out for, for syndication. I just know there's a lot of... Like, Is that right? Yeah. Dancing. Go-go dancing. There was. With yeah. Painted yeah. Ladies. Goldie Hawn. Painted Ladies. Yes. Yeah. Something for Dad. Something, but, uh, something yeah. for some of the moms. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, I mean... feel hip. I think my parents had to tell me it was Canadian because uh, I didn't really understand like why these people have these accents and what are these names they've ever accents? heard. Oh, they, yeah, they're really they thick do. on that show. Yeah, oh, Moose okay. has a very thick accent. Yeah. Good old Moose. But uh, yeah, and like I would hear names I'd never heard before, like Alistair and things like that. <laughs> and not it's like A L I S D A I R. Yes, is that yeah, a Canadian yeah. name? It's pretty yeah, Canadian. It's pretty really? Canadian. I know it's a Scottish that. name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Toronto is a very Toronto does have like Ontario does have a pretty strong accent. Uh, you can tell someone's from Ontario. Oh yeah, we hear there. I can tell. Yeah. But you guys are older just than think, just think Donald Sutherland, <laughs> very Ontario accent. But back to you telling us how but old we were. You're older than me. <laughs> That's uh, true. I don't know how much older, but um, I'll, did you grow I'll up with? It. Did we're you grow up with the show from the beginning, or did were you fans of the show from the beginning? I'm just okay. I was too late for it. Sorry. Quick question. Quick point of order. Were we ever fans of the show? Like that's just the point itself. Yeah. Uh, yes. Not really a fan of the show. Period. Okay. But uh, I I did see the early shows. I remember. Mm. I remember the early. When did ones it with start? Buzzy. When did it start? Seventy nine, I think. Really? Sounds, sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. But it must have been. Was it local to Ontario then? That we didn't get it. Over no, here? no, we got it pretty pretty early on. Yeah. And then uh, Alanis yeah. Morissette was the most famous person who sure, was sure. Uh, part of it, it, like later on. Okay. Uh, and, and and Drake. No. That's uh, Degrassi. <laughs> I think. No, sir. I think. No, sir, it's not. <laughs> the only thing I know about the show is the Alanis Morissette thing. I don't even know the premise of the show. Like, do and they do it's just like, like it's rowdy things that you, you you can't do on television or what? No, it's just a gag show. That's like, well, I mean, now you the the show cannot be shown to children, but uh, really? yeah, it's a lot of stuff that just like you know not not. I mean, comedy doesn't ever age well. I think so. It's a no. lot of like. It would seem very backwards. It today. seemed like literally, aside from the uh, the cafeteria stuff where barf or whatever his name was uh was uh, always making a disgusting food it was a lot of jokes about like firing squads and yeah, stuff like that a... there was like oh, okay. these are leftover from like the sunny and share show or something these are okay. old bits that you had in the book and you've just taken out and you're now putting kids in there because these are not jokes at all for a kid's yeah. series mm-hmm. yeah it was uh the rotating firing squad bits um <laughs> the barth's burgers thing yes um where the joke was um who do you think's in the burgers like he's serving people yeah, like oh it God. was very ra- raunchy, Mad Magazine style humor that I don't think they would ever show to kids now. Mm. Today, that's sad. But, that's sad to hear. But uh, if uh, I mean Nickelodeon was not as big of a thing here, but that's where that's where slime it was came a, from. It was, yeah. it was, uh, a, uh, it wasn't yeah. even it was a nothing here. We yeah. never saw. Nickelodeon. Was this the first place that slime showed up? Like, it was. It dropping was. on people's heads when they said, "I don't know." Yes. <laughs> so admitting ignorance got you drenched in horrific slime. Well, that's a terrible lesson to teach your kids. No, oh, there, yeah, there was horrific lessons to be taught. <laughs> and uh, saying water, you would be uh, water would be dumped on you. So yeah, when was just saying was, water? Just saying water. <laughs> That's oh. right. Yeah, I was wondering what the differentiation was uh, between like when you got slimed and when you got water. Because I would like get the water right after the slime to get the slime off me. It would make sense, but no <laughs> yeah. one ever did that. Uh, no, no, no. 
game the system. Uh, yeah. Or if you're thirsty, yeah. <laughs> well, they only had one bucket set up at a time. Then I'm like alternate. That's a lot of. That must have been a lot of pressure. Stuff. You got to really nail moose on that first on that <laughs> first go. Well, there was that time when when they pulled the slime bucket and it hit moose in the head, and she went into that clairvoyant rage and destroyed the the whole school. <laughs> the kids that was had to moose, run her over uh, and <laughs> moose to the rage. <laughs> but oh, actually, it was called the series is called Knickknacks uh, on YouTube. It's really good. Oh, okay. And a lot of a lot of the programming from Nickelodeon in the beginning is um, imports, so a lot of Canadian shows, and that's not the only one. Do, do huh. you feel like there's a big difference between Canadian humor and American humor? Uh, not that I can tell because I liked, uh, again, Kids in the Hall and it didn't seem like a particularly Canadian show to me outside of, um, some of the characters and situations, but. And the nudity. And yeah. The and the swearing. Naked for Jesus yeah. probably would not have appeared on like Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And, yeah. And the swearing and stuff too. So, um, but mm-hmm. nothing like. And, and would, would you have had a character like Buddy Cole in an American show at that point? I don't. Th- I mean, I don't, I, I didn't, that doesn't seem like a Canadian character, but I think maybe they. Boy, it seems like a Kids in the Hall thing more than a Canadian thing. Yeah, that was. I remember when the first episode came out and they had Buddy Cole, and there was just all this protest, like all, like everyone just flipped out about this because they thought it was such a homophobic character. And then you know they just kept doing it, and people went, "Oh no, 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 okay, we we get it." Whoops. Yeah. Uh, But (laughs) but people like lost their minds like for the first week that it came out. Remember that they had no problem with uh, with Naked for Jesus though. But the the Bible according to Dr. Seuss probably did not. Yeah. Yeah, there are some Canadian specific things like the uh, the fur trappers killing businessmen and, and stealing their suits, things like that, and they have French accents. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, it's one of my favorite skits. Oh, just them, just uh, yeah, them with a with paddling, a, paddling down yeah. the, the the office hallway. It's just brilliant. It's so oh, it's just so good. Yeah, one of my, one of my favorites is the guy who uh, goes and like uh, buys buys the boots. And then uh, to to go to work, and then when he goes to goes to work, they steal his boots. Yeah, and they uh, they they put the boots back, and that's where they get the boots from. And uh, <laughs> girl drink drunk could be my favorite sketch. Yes, it's really good. But uh, if you this is not streaming anywhere, but I looked at uh, I want to watch it all again. I watched it all like a decade ago again, and it's it's all on DVD in the states for like twenty five dollars American, which is oh, that's great. Nothing for like a hundred plus episodes of TV. They're, yeah, they're definitely that is really good. They're definitely a huge influence on me. Like a while back, I did a Simpsons comic, and one of the writers was Tom Lennon was on it. Really? Okay. Yeah, and he was. Su- oh, I got a nice little quick story afterwards <laughs> about Tom Lennon. Uh, but what bugged me about that was I had never heard of the uh, the state because we oh, didn't yeah. we didn't get that in Canada. And then looking back on it and seeing these was like this was a huge comedy influence that we didn't get here that made a big impact on uh, American comedy, and uh, it just seems this huge. Uh, hole in uh, I know I feel like void. we missed out yeah big big time yeah you know they did uh, they did just such great stuff but the Tom Lennon thing was he was such a sweet sweet guy and like uh, he was doing Balls of Fury at the time and he invited me to a premiere of Balls of Fury wow and this one guy who uh, like I'd gone to to dinner with two guys and they were kind of snobs you know, uh, one guy had like worked on Superman Returns and was kept dropping things about Superman Returns. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't really bragging about Superman <laughs> Returns, but he was like, he was this enormous snob to me through the whole thing. And then we're walking down the street and we run into Tom Lennon. And I couldn't go to the Balls of Fury thing the night before because I uh, I saw the lineup was too long. I thought I couldn't get in. And I said to him, Oh yeah, sorry, I saw the lineup. And he went, Oh no, man, we had the special tickets for you. We uh, yeah, you're a wow. seat down. And it was just like going on and on about it. And the other guy was just going, What? <laughs> and, and afterwards, he was super nice to me because i knew uh, i knew tom lennon 
And I was uh, like, oh, thanks, Tom Lenny, for like yeah. making me uh, look good. But he's always been the sweetest, sweetest guy. The state has aged really well, too. And it's all on yes. DVD, finally. It's been on DVD for a while, but I watched it all again a few summers ago. And I, it really, it's really great. Yeah, I yeah. bought when the collection finally came out, because they had a whole bunch of problems with the musical rights, as you normally oh, okay. do with yeah, things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just one of the, just one of the best things. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah, it made me, it made me mad that we, uh, that we hadn't uh, gotten it. No one mentioned that Nina's going to the bathroom. <laughs> that feels... That feels that feels like a rude thing. Yeah. Who still to, does that to bring to bring up? Can't believe she who does. still goes to the bathroom yeah, in this day yeah. and age. Just walk away from a show. And everything's wireless us. now. What's she doing? <laughs> She's so analog. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so what? What brings you to Canada for the for the very first time? Uh, I know someone who lives there uh, that here that I can stay with for free, and that's Nina. <laughs> oh, very good. Okay, uh, but I've always wanted to come here, and I need a break from work. Um, so it's a good opportunity, and this is a very Okay, it's a slower month for me. It's not a very slow month for me. Understood. But um, it's a slower month for me, and I've been taking a lot of like mini vacations to um, make up for all the super amount of work I'm doing. But well, uh, I'm glad I'm glad you're here. If there's anything we can do to make your journey mm-hmm. more comfortable or inform you of anything Canadian, let's talk about that Emmy. Okay, well, it's <laughs> I'm taking it home. There's an Emmy. Yeah, there's an Emmy in the basement. Uh, oh, here's the here's the thing I want to to bring up real quick uh, with that Mike Reese thing. I was yeah the, yeah uh, okay. So I'm reading the the Mike Reese book, and I'll just just get this out of the way so I can just get this out of the way. Sure. He, he's he's uh, talking about various things, uh, but one of the, uh, boy, he seems a little angry in the book to me. Like it seems like a like a bit of a start. Now you've met him. Yeah. He's yeah, he's he's a bit of a, a smartass. He doesn't I, mind. I like, I like his sense of humor, though. He doesn't mind punching down as yeah, well. That's he true. doesn't mind uh, looking at like a local theater company that's doing a Simpsons-related play and going, you know what? This ain't any good. And yes. let me take a take the time to to just let you know that this was a this was a real bad. I thought play. that was kind of mean spirited. Mm. I enjoyed the jokes about Jimmy Fallon, but uh, that seemed a little inappropriate. Yeah, there's a little bit yeah. of that, and there's a Michael Jackson joke I don't care for in it as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're very good. Uh, but there's there's one thing where he's talking about crossovers he was talking about the crossover with the critic and how right, that right. all went down but he mentions that the very like uh, that the simpsons have since done crossovers with family guy and that they've done no, a let's cro- not talk about that no fair <laughs> enough and they did a crossover with futurama and he tags that we're going well matt didn't have a problem with that mm. and like yes he did as someone who uh worked for about a year getting a crossover going with the simpsons and futurama in comic form matt had every problem with uh with with futurama and simpsons crossing over he didn't want to do it at all i I didn't know i actually didn't know that yeah because um i'm just familiar with the the fact that there were there were episodes like bender was an episode once and then there was eventually a crossover yeah crossovers but he didn't want it to be uh like they always said uh, they didn't want to be like Flintstones meets the Jetsons because that was like so hackneyed. And I think they did a they yeah. referenced uh, the hackneyed crossover in the in the critic episode because that was what they considered that. But um, he he always said that they were in completely different universes and did that so that they wouldn't cross over. He laid it yeah. out so clearly that like no, the Simpsons are fictional in the Futurama, so there's no way they could travel in time to do it because they're totally different worlds. And then to to button that, he made Futurama. Uh, a fictional thing in the Simpsons world as well. Okay. Because uh, he's the creator of Futurama in the when Simpsons did, world. When did he do that, though? That was where, he, I think it was at Baiman Sci-Fi Con, or, or one of the cons, because he's wearing a Futurama shirt. Oh, no, someone's wearing a Futurama shirt. Okay. But he's introduced as the creator of Futurama, and he's signing things ah, saying, okay. take a lock of my hair. You know, it bother me at any time. Tug on my beard for good Tug luck. Tug on my yeah. beard for good luck. That's <laughs> okay. right. Oh, it's funny you mentioned that, because we just went through all of the critic uh, about 18 months ago, two years ago, and uh, in the, one of the first episodes, there the Simpsons exist exists in the critic world where uh they're kind of taking a shot at their old show where it's a very bad 
Simpson scene where Homer hits his head and says dough and Bart says I Bart says I caramba and somebody says I can see why this is so popular. <laughs> so the the Simpsons ostensibly exist in the critic world. Right. But I guess they ignored that. What they what would we I talked about with Bill uh Morrison was uh, how we got around it was when Futurama did the episode where they entered books. The brains let them uh, project themselves into books. Right. I went, because The Simpsons exists as a TV show in the Futurama world, it probably exists as a comic as well. So they could enter the comic book and still go with the rules of the show. And Bill went, okay, I don't know. I'm having lunch with, with Matt tomorrow. <laughs> I'll run it by him. And they went, I can't believe it. He said yes. We can do it. Wow. Found the and so loophole. I found the, we found the loophole that made it work. And so it was like a really big deal that uh, that we did those first two. And then they When you say sold. we, like, was it you or someone else who came up with the idea? No, it was me that came up with the idea. But okay. I, doing working with Bill for a long time to try to find a way to make it happen. Oh, so Bill was for this idea Bill was well. for the idea, yeah. But okay. trying to find a way of going about it. Because Matt was so opposed to these two worlds crossing over in a way that would violate... You know what he'd right. set up, and I don't think he wanted to do it as a, a on the TV thing because it was too easy and too kind of hack. But then later on, yeah, it did it. But yeah. later on they just went, yeah, they traveled in time. Mm, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Two okay, different fantastic. All right, yeah, good, uh, good stuff. <laughs> I didn't know this. Wow. So I guess Mike Reese did not do his research. I don't think it was, it's a snarky Mike Mike uh, Reese. Or thing. they don't really pay attention to the comics. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that part's fine. But the the idea that like Matt was always like game for a crossover is like no in no, in no way, shape, or form. <laughs> well, like a, a few years after the critic thing, and now there's a big scandal between people on the writing staff about that. They just did the X Files episode. Nobody cared. There was mm-hmm. there was never any fight over that. Although we did an episode about that recently because we're going in order, and we noticed it's like. The Mulder and Scully are barely in the episode, and they're not even in the third act. They're yeah. only in the second act of the episode, and they only exist for a bunch of doctor jokes. Right? Are they in the third act where they're singing, or is that in the second? They're act? in the second. They're in the third act where they're singing, but it's just them singing with everybody, and it's right. not like David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson are singing in that crowd. <laughs> so yeah, it's like. You don't realize until you rewatch it just how little they are in that. Yeah, episode. I listened to that episode that you did, and it's a weird. It is a weird, not a weird episode of your show, but it it is a weird episode of the show. It's bizarre, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, a lot like Sherry Bobbins. So Sherry Bobbins and the Springfield Files, they are both episodes in another showrunner season that are written and produced by uh, Algina Mike Reese, who wrote earlier episodes. And in both of those, in both of those episodes, the plot is over at the end of Act Two, and Act Three is sort of like meandering and. Figuring out what to do after the plot has been resolved, which is weird because they're, they're both from the same team, from the same era, and have the same problems. Mm-hmm. But they're both have a lot. They both have a lot of good jokes, but they both have that plotting issue with, to them. Yeah, they're not. They don't really have a through line plot wise. They have they have some jokes to tell. Yeah, it's, like, it's a, they're all they're, they're both parodies. They're just trying to be parodies. In, in, yeah, it feels more both of those almost like a. They feel more Family Guy than they feel mm-hmm. Simpsons. In that you know the plot is there to just loosely hang a bunch of jokes on. That's a com- <clears throat> complete I would have about fa- Family Guy. Like my all-time favorite Family Guy episode is the Surfing Bird one, where Peter finds the, the Surfing Bird <laughs> record. I think this is a brilliant episode, but it's only like ten minutes of the show, and then it goes into this thing with Rain Beats Jesus and all this stuff happens, which is fine. But I would just I was so enjoying the Surfing Bird stuff that I was like, well, why are we why are we stopping now? Like you guys <laughs> keep building on this. Yeah. Like this could be really great. You know, just move this episode to a different thing. Like I don't mind when he's like just fights a chicken out of nowhere i think that's kind of funny mm-hmm. but i just i don't know i just i just don't like when it's so cut up i just there's nothing to hang your hat on as, as a viewer to me i can see you know for kids could can enjoy it because they're not really 
that plot they're not plot oriented they're just enjoying the the visuals and the gags and things but yeah and then the critic is like that too which algina my greece also ran and mm. wrote for it is not concerned with plot at all there is a plot yeah. stitching together a bunch of parodies but that's basically it and the jo- yeah. there's so many great jokes in the critic but it's not a you don't remember that series for the plots or the stories they're telling there's you remember very, it for the jokes yeah it's very seldom anything that they come back to as a solid world that you can hang anything on whereas like the simpsons you can always kind of come back to they're a family and we could sure. we could and they don't always but you could bring it back to family stuff mm-hmm. and then go back to crazy town well like but the like, critic feels so dated now because of all the really, really direct references, references. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. really taking the piss out of it, alien it felt, three it felt dated <laughs> but it felt dated at the time though like it felt like it was already stale when you watched it, well, that it took was, them like several months to produce the episode. Yeah, it was so supposed, by then, no it was supposed to come out earlier mm-hmm. than it did, and yeah. they held it for so long that it uh, then it didn't seem as uh, as fresh. Because it's interesting, like a show like Doctor Katz, where you have this built-in episodic nature of it, because you have these comedy bit, comedian stand-up bits that are like kind of built into the plot. But there is that through line of the characters that builds over time that gives you a plot that something you can. Can yeah. follow and enjoy. I could never get into Dr. Katz, but I should give it another chance. Yes, you should. <laughs> it's a TV show you don't need to watch. That's what I You heard, can just yeah. listen to. And yeah. actually, Dr. Katz came back yeah. as a podcast, which is the perfect oh, really? version of that. Yeah, yeah oh. if you want, just take a take a, a drawing of a comedian and just shake it. Or hit yourself in the head and look at it. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I find the you're right, but I mean the visuals do also. They're fun. Give you some they could be yeah. fun. Uh, yeah. I couldn't get into this Google Vision thing. That's yeah. why I couldn't get into home movies as well. Like. Way back when it was first ran. How about yeah. Science Court? I don't know what that is. Science Court's pretty good. It's what also it? Squiggle Vision. Oh, yeah. It's um, I think it's Paula Poundstone as the as a judge, but it's all the normal people that you'd get in the yeah in in, in that cast, and they'll just talk about something sciency, and then there'll be a science song at the end. But it was it was it's, a genuinely funny Saturday morning kind of thing. It really is. It is for kids. Yeah, it's educational. Yes. But it is okay. also weird to hear H. John Benjamin. I don't want to learn. We're watching cartoons. <laughs> it, it is weird to hear H. John Benjamin try to teach you something. Oh, yes. That voice. So he's on that show. Yeah, okay, I'll watch anything with him in it. Yeah, it's like so they're. Not Nine planets in the solar system, and then he'll just go on. Like, I'm not used to hearing that voice trying to enlighten me, you know, in any way. He's just Coach McGurk mm-hmm. the entire time. He's even good on the Arby's ads. I'll, Arby's I'll ads? stop and watch the Arby's ads that he's yeah. on. Yeah. I don't watch TV, so yeah, I, don't I don't see ads. Oh, I see. I don't watch that much television. <laughs> I don't even own Do television. <laughs> I'm that poor. <laughs> Thank you very much. I don't call TV because TV but is a nickname, and nicknames are for friends, and television <laughs> is no friend of mine. <laughs> Whoa! That's Mr. Show. That's not I know. Me. It's, <laughs> it's good stuff. Well done. Speaking speaking of Mr. Show, yeah, I saw John uh, H. John Benjamin live with uh, Todd Barry. There's two Todds. Todd Barry and there's more than two Todds in the world. Ian. Yeah, who's mm-hmm. the who's the slow talking Todd? There's Todd Glass. Todd, Todd Barry. Todd, Todd Barry. And uh, and uh, yeah, the uh, third and the other is uh, John Benjamin. They all started in Boston. <laughs> they all they all were comedians in Boston together. Yeah, they were very yeah. funny together. They did. Sure. Do they have Boston accents? They don't because I think they're all from other places. But they just there was a comedy scene in Boston for a while. I don't uh, know. I guess there still is, but there's. I want to hear some Boston comedy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got the we got a videotape of it. Uh, they asked us to tape their show, and then they never wanted the tape afterwards. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of hardcore nudity of David Cross on it. Interesting. So. Oh, good. Yeah, we got that going on. <laughs> We're not putting that up anywhere. But it's like seeing now. It's like seeing Santa Claus naked because he's got that giant beard. Does he still have the giant beard? The giant Santa Claus beard. <laughs> Uh, pre- yes, he does. That's okay. right. Yeah, but this it was Santa pre- Claus pre-beard. Okay. Yeah, it was pre-beard. His beard was down below. <laughs> it grown, grown it out. <laughs> yeah, I think because they uh, because there was so much nudity, they went, we can't use this tape, and then but then they forgot, like, oh, we should probably just still take that tape that uh, <laughs> that, that, that you had. It's all the TMZ. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a it was a, a sketch comedy group. I was uh, that, that I TMZ was part says of. who? Yeah, that uh, Bob and David were hosting uh, yeah. a comedy fest in town. That's right. I was there, and they were uh, getting a little ripped off by the comedy fest because they were getting paid apparently um, charity level money, and they thought it was like a really small thing. Then when they got here, they went, "Oh, this is a really big festival. We should be getting paid more." Or, is that or just for laughs? Is that in Vancouver? No, it wasn't. Okay. Uh, but there is wasn't a, at that time. There, it is now. Just for laughs is connected with a comedy fest that is in town mm. now. But this was an unrelated. I think it is just for laughs now. Like at the time, it wasn't. But now well, there's it is Northwest just... Comedy Fest and Just for Laughs. Oh, okay. They combine, but I they but uh, they keep both okay. names. I see. I see. But, yeah, I came. I've never sorry. driven faster to get somewhere than to make it to that show because we were having like a cul-de-sac barbecue party and i was like so i wanted to be part of that because all, all our neighbors are there and so I'm like okay gotta keep my eye on the watch gotta keep my eye on the watch gotta have a lot of fun gotta, oh my god <laughs> so i jumped in the truck just went zooming like going over the 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 bridge, like I was like in the air going over these bumps, <laughs> and there was a policeman sitting on the other side, and I just came tearing past this guy like 50 kilometers an hour over the speed limit. But he could tell he was like, going to I a comedy dead. festival. I am dead. And no just, man wants to laugh. Anything. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He didn't put his lights on to say, hey, what are you doing? Or it's anything. A, it's a Bob and David show. Let him go. Let or maybe he go. didn't notice me. And I just like, zooming down. I found parking at miraculously near the theater. Made it in. I was like, "Yes, <laughs> we're probably going to a hot dog place." And after that great the- Turkington there. Very cool. Before I before I cut up, a with hot you guys. dog place. Yeah, we're probably going to yeah a hot dog place. <laughs> we're going to a place called Hot Dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> named Doug. It's very, very attractive. Very Canadian. Uh, Are there slugs there? <laughs> Full of Bruce's. Oh, brother, and you're doing a Doug and the Slugs <laughs> reference. That is a deep cut. We'd have to. We'd have to. But there's a hot dog place that's uh, nearby here that's named after Scott Ackerman. Uh, I was wondering if it was connected to that catchphrase at all. You bet it is. Wow, okay. There are hot dogs named after Scott Ackerman. Can you, can you uh, put hot, hot saucer man on it? That is one okay. of the hot dogs <laughs> is a hot saucer man. Wow. Yes. So, like, what? It's called What Up, uh, what up Hot what's Dog. What's Up Hot Dog? Yeah. Is it What's Up or th- What Up? I think hot it's What's Up Hot Dog. Very good. Right. Uh, so, like, did they, they're just big comedy Bang Bang fans? Or? Yes. Okay. They are. And they're also big Ramones fans. Mm. And so they've got all the Archie meets the Ramones comics on the wall, which is drawn by uh, Giselle Legacy, who's my artist on oh, Exorcisters really? right she now. Did that. Yeah. So I took a picture of, like, all those for her and went, like, I'm at a hot dog place and all your comics are on the wall. And then that she was like, what? Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I got to bring her. She had understandable reaction to that comment. Yeah. Which is, which is, it's what? just a weird thing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, but yeah, it's a it's a podcast based hot dog. Wow, uh, I should place. get free hot dogs then. You should. I should you demand could, them. You should ask. You guys should. Oh, yeah. Not me though. I don't. Do you, you've been a guest enough times. How many times have you been a guest on a podcast? Uh, how many times have I been on this one? Probably. Well, once a season. Were you on our first season? No. Definitely Second not. season. I don't think so. Third season. Huh. I don't know. Fourth season. I, I Are you on now? I don't know. What's happening? <laughs> you've been know. on at least four times. At least four times. <laughs> yes. Okay. I've and probably ha- been on it four times this year. And we, twice. We have seasons. Yeah, and then twice, <laughs> twice on your podcast. So that's six. And more to come. There you go. You've Hopefully. probably been at least seven. You're fine. <laughs> so by the way, how it takes how, seven podcasts. Yeah, seven podcasts, seven. and then you get a free hot dog. Um, <laughs> Do I get a stamp card? <laughs> no, no, no. They just listen to all the podcasts, but they've got to listen to all of them first. Oh, okay. you got to wait oh, till they listen oh, to them all in order. Each one is like three <laughs> hours They're all long. three hours long. We yeah. all are very long-winded. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so how did you guys meet? Like, uh, Oh, it's a story that where I look really bad. <laughs> You tell it, Bob. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I met Nina by insulting her online. <laughs> Whoa! Um, what? You didn't insult me. No, I didn't. No, no. It was a. Uh, I. I came you out. Just made a comment about my artwork. I made a comment about her artwork. Well, I think I was aware of Nina's stuff for a while because of Fan Gamer, um, which I didn't know. 
But I, I had some I had some words to say about the Disney Afternoon uh, box cover or uh, art cover, which, you did, yeah. which I was given no model sheets for whatsoever. So I had yes. to work with yes. um, Google Image Search pictures. I think and I did the best with what I. Could. In retrospect, I I don't actually believe what I tweeted out. I think I was just feeling cranky, and that art was in front of me. We call it being Mike Reesey. Yes, I was getting Reesey. <laughs> so I said something about the art, uh, about a portion of the art I didn't like. And, uh, no, no, I messed it up. I think uh, I messed it up. No, you were the only person who brought it up. Though. I'm the person who messed up. A, a uh, Rescue Rangers aspect, or what aspect? Oh, I don't, I don't want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't say it I'm being vague. I'm being I, vague. I've it's a little the, close to the Dale. I screwed up. I showed the picture to other people said uh, and asked them, there's something I messed up here. Can you tell? And they're looking oh. at it, they're like, no, I can't tell. I'm like, that's good. I'm never going to tell you. This, this is being seen by the eyes of Capcom people okay. and who made the games. Sure. And, oh, so I was right. Okay. Disney. <laughs> so Dis- Capcom people saw it. Disney people saw it. They yeah. looked at my stuff oh. and they all approved it. So I think I am clear. I own the game <laughs> and now I want to go take a look. Okay. All okay, right. I bet you can never tell. Because <laughs> only Bob could tell. I tweeted something about it uh, crankily and I believe. Did you Did you at me on Twitter saying I, I did that no, or something? No. Um, um, I was like a fan of Retronauts for a long time. Yeah. And not I anymore. Also... <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribe, sir. <laughs> no. Like I also follow Taki Simpsons because obviously I'm a big Simpsons fan. Um, you said you had a you had a few words to say about Bongo Comics too, but I'm not gonna say. Oh no, <laughs> I gotta scrub. I have to scrub my Twitter it's account. Fine. I'll tell you later. That's absolutely fine. No, oh, you, pl- you were not mean about please it. Please don't. No, no. <laughs> no, it's all fine. Uh, you were never mean about stuff <laughs> that they did, by the way. Um, I so I had just been listening to um, I think of Retronauts episode and then like a talking sims episode huh. i came back home and then i saw you tweeting out about my artwork that i did for a disney afternoon collection and i think i commented it's like oh it's an odd feeling like listening to someone <laughs> on a podcast like two episodes two different podcasts and then coming back and here and seeing them on twitter um critiquing your artwork <laughs> and then you feel I, really bad about it i did feel really bad it's like if you've seen the looney tunes cartoons where uh someone turns into a jackass <laughs> <laughs> and the word jackass is written on them no. that's basically what happened to me it took me a long time to turn out of the donkey form um <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't offended and like i wasn't saying that passive aggressively to you it's like no i it was an odd feeling you were right you were right to that sound very canadian nina oh really that, yeah. <laughs> yes uh no no you were right to tweet that at me and then uh i immediately dm nina and apologize oh, yeah you deleted it and you apologize I'm yeah like, oh, no, yeah no, like don't worry about it and then you follow me back on twitter yeah oh <laughs> And then we talked a lot on Twitter, and then I think you were coming to the Bay. You should. You said, "Should I come to the Bay Area?" You were talking about coming to the Bay um, Area. Whenever I go to Tucson, like flights between uh, Tucson is where Fangamer is based. We yeah. talked about this before on a yep. past Sneaky Dragon episode. Um, and flights to and from Vancouver and Tucson are terrible. And I always have to do like a long layover in uh, San Francisco SFO. And every time I'm there, I'm like, man, I wish I was here longer because I know a bunch of people who are here. I want to check mm-hmm. out San Francisco. Yeah. So um, earlier this year, when I flew down to Tucson for the, the secret um, uh, commercial shoot for Sunset Rider stuff, which, by the way, you should check out. Did you see? The- nope. So we did like a little uh, short film based on Sunset Riders where, okay, so Sunset Riders stars four different cowboys and my boss, Reed, who owns Fangamer, played three out of the four cowboys because <laughs> we're all like these tall blonde guys and that's what he is. Sure. There's three tall uh, blonde cowboys and a Mexican guy. <laughs> he didn't play the Mexican guy. <laughs> Don't worry about Probably that. Probably for the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, so I was coming back from that and I was like, you know what? I have to do a really long layover in SFO again. Maybe I should just stay here a few days. And I think that's when you said, oh, yeah, you can be on the show. You should record with us. Mm-hmm. And was it an, it was an episode that you were like down with and were familiar oh, with? Oh, yeah. Like, fortunately, um, that was around the time they were wrapping up season seven. 
I think so. And before that, you had done the art for our Patreon with oh, us in yeah, it. Which looks yeah, great. Yeah. And our first Just t-shirt by that point. Yeah. So I think we've been talking yes. a lot on Twitter before yes. then. So we definitely wanted you on the show. But that was a great opportunity for you yeah. to come to the Bay Area. Like the only reason why I chose uh, Summer of Forfeit 2, which is the first episode I did, is because when I was younger, I was like uh, 13 years old. I had the Simpsons fan site called Little Plagmatis Cormset Port, which is a town they go to in Summer of Forfeit oh, 2. Wow. My entire website was based on that episode. <laughs> It's not even a favorite episode of mine. Like, yeah. it, I like it a lot, but I wouldn't put it in my top 10 um, list for some episodes. That used to be our longest episode oh, until yeah. <laughs> the Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie show happened. Oh, well, you had like two amazing guests. Yes. Or three amazing guests. We had five people on the show, which you normally don't do. Yeah. Wow. No, that was really good, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, but the no, Frasier like, one was another oh, was two and a half hour one, yeah. I feel like every time I go on Sneaky Dragon 2, our episode <laughs> ended up being really long. Uh, but anyway, so I, I went on so that. So the bathroom and, breaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then she don't, really... don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Cut the flushing. <laughs> um, yeah. So before that, though, we like I was. I'm so glad that I got to meet up with you and Henry before the show because it's good to like kind of oh yeah uh, get that out of the way first, see mm. how you vibe. We try to do that with all of our guests if we don't know them ahead of time. You know, if, if they're I, if they're yeah. in person. Because if I were like recording for the first time with you guys, but that was my also my first time meeting you guys. Um, it would have been more awkward. Yeah, because you're still breaking the ice during the recording. Yeah, exactly. Not that I don't think any of us meeting was awkward at any point. No, we no. clicked right away, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so I'm really glad, by the way, that I have had podcasting experience on your <laughs> show on yeah. Seeky Dragon. Because man, like I feel like my first guest appearance on Seeky Dragon is like the worst one. Mm-hmm. I can't like... remember anything you did that <laughs> yeah. was wrong. So apparently, we've had you back at least. Four times, so that's more, good. Well, more than more, that, more than four, at times. Least four I, I, times. I'm not. Maybe I'm not counting the first one. Then there's there been the go. odd time where I've like seen Nina on something unrelated and said, "Hey, do you want to come on the show? You should come with me." Mm. Yeah, exactly. Or, or like I'm around when you guys are recording. I'm yeah, like, can right. I drop you're by? Just like, you're just like you hanging by. out around the office and like, what's this about? I don't know. Invite her in. Okay. That was, that was well, a I think good time. The moral of the story is insult women online. Yeah. yeah. As much as possible. Neg and you can make great friends. Yeah. You yeah. totally nag me. Oh my god, you planned this, didn't uh, you? See, oh, it works. Geez. Oh man, yeah. Jeez. They say well, that. it worked. Uh-huh. So learn. I am a monster. <laughs> Self-admitted. But no, like I, I was totally. I, it's so weird when I met my wife. I thought it was called egging, and she did uh. not. She did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I always anyway. look at you like there's more to it. <laughs> and you're like, what? hey, we're waiting. For, yeah, you know. Oh, you're waiting for more? No, no. I know you're gonna put the laugh track in right now. So That's it's right. Not, I'm leaving it in the pod. Thank you. That used to be a thing, actually. That uh, <laughs> friends of mine who did stand-up specials in Canada, which are terrible, uh, would have to do is like because uh, they knew the laugh track was gonna come in. So if a joke worked, they'd take the pause, yeah. and if a joke didn't work. They'd still have to take the pause. Ooh. So a joke would just like tank it and they'd just have to smile and nod because they knew like the fake laugh would be putting in. It mm. would look really weird if they talked over it. Right. There's nothing stranger than like taking that pause after a joke wow. that doesn't work to just like soak it in. Like, Bob, you said you would never do uh, stand up. No, I don't H- think I could do it. Have you ever considered it? Uh, maybe a few times, but now when I perform uh, comedy, I do it with somebody else. So there's always someone to defer to if you're just like, boy, I don't know what to say Which next. It's a Japanese yeah. way to do things. Yeah, like yeah. Comedy it was real. We have a real manzai style. Uh, <laughs> I hit Henry with a, yeah. with a giant hammer. Um, I don't know which one of us. I don't know which one of us would have which role in that. In Ooh. that. Oh, you know there are some. Like by the way, uh, do you know about the the rules of manzai? Like I really don't know, and I really want like to. Bo- don't know okay. There's a book in it too yeah. for me. Usually there's like the the Mon- funny man. Manza, it's called manzai. Manzai. It's like there's, is it Osaka kind of? It's Osaka style. Yeah. yeah. There's two guys like talking like you guys do, and there's like one what? guy. Who- <laughs> 
Right. Yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? It's like, um, it's like Dave with the bubble coming out of your nose. That <laughs> okay. shows me you're asleep. Oh, yeah. There's one guy And who's... when your nose is bleeding, I know that you're feeling aroused. Well, <laughs> that's very typical. Uh-huh. Aching and nose bleeding. Those are my two things. So anyway, um, there's one guy who's the bokeh. Who, so he's like the, the clown, and the yeah. other guy who is the Tsukumi, who is like the straight man. Okay. I see. Yeah, so like there's always like these established roles. Mm. Although not always, sometimes there are some duos where they both play the bokeh and the Tsukumi, both of them, but they're very rare. Mm. But I would say that's what you and Henry are kind of. Maybe. You, just kinda, you both kind of tease each other at certain points. We do, yeah. And it's like I, I, do, write, I do write jokes for the live shows, and I, I have been writing comedy online for 15 years now. I do Wait, a lot of. Uh, you write jokes for the live shows? Yeah, yeah. Like, um,. Some of the jokes I say live are written. Like I'm not reading them, but it's just like that. Here's a fun joke I thought of. I can oh, say, no. yeah. yeah, I'm ruining that. I'm ruining. No, the there's magic. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. no, no, that's caring. That's good. Yeah. That's what no, you should I, I totally be doing. Understand. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been writing comedy for a long time, uh, but uh, performing was always this thing that I thought I could never do. But now the the podcast really gave me a vehicle for doing that. Yes. Yeah. Well, how yeah. did you get into writing comedy? Um, I just love sketch comedy, and I love comedy in general, and um. I always wanted to do it, and I didn't really start doing it until I started writing for my college paper, so I had a humor column there. And from there, I went on to write for uh, the website Something Awful, which I still do. I've been doing it for uh, almost 14 years. Cool. So twice a month, I have a comedy article there. Nobody reads it, but uh, it's, only, it's mainly there for me. I, I have fun writing comedy, so yeah. So it's called Something Awful? Something so now, Awful, yeah. Guys, read read this. Read, mm-hmm. his, read his stuff. And do I it. want to pitch to Matt at some point. Oh, right. Um, because... I had lunch with Allie Gertz, and she told me how it works, and I was like, I'm so busy, but I still want to pitch to Matt. Well, I mean, every night I I pitch them like about six uh, Twitter jokes, mm. you know, so it's just like, it's about the last thing I do at night is I just check the news feeds or, you know, the, the cheap thing I've been doing lately is seeing what national day it is. So it's like National Donut Day, and it's usually about five different things, and so I'll write like a, a joke about that, and usually that's the one that makes it. Um, and and yeah, it's I mean that's not much money, but it's uh, yeah. you know it's it's something. Most and of my tweets are just jokes. I just write jokes yeah. all day. When I'm not promoting stuff, I'm usually just writing jokes on same, Twitter. Same here. Yeah. Same here. So that's if there's something that's just topical, topical, I'll save it for the evening and I'll send them off. Basically, you have to get them done. By, I think you got to get by done by 10 a.m. By the way, Ian, um, yeah. I think like I've seen you tweet a bunch of jokes at once on Twitter. I think you got to time them better. They're always like in the middle mm. of the night. Yeah, no one's up. No one's I'm reading t- them. I'm tired. <laughs> I just want to get them if, out. When I finish a, a drawing, <laughs> yeah. and it's like like 1 a.m. or whatever, I wait till the morning to post it. Yeah, I don't really have mornings though. I get up uh, usually. Yeah. I go to sleep usually around 6 a.m. and so I get up, you know, around one, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, I, I know. That's I why you have a big European fan base. <laughs> yes, that's actually not untrue. A lot of. <laughs> British and Australian people I know like the stuff. Like, oh, we mate, good job. Yes, <laughs> good job with that joke. But Matt is a really great place to work for mm. right now, and I don't want to say okay, I don't want to say what I'm working on right now, but it's related to something we talked about and the subject of a Simpsons episode we talked about. So I've had to do a lot of research on that, and that's what I'm working on currently. But uh, they do such a good job drawing them up and looking; it just looks amazing. The, the amount of work that Bill's putting into it and the amount of stuff they're doing on theirs. Yeah, they're actually fan. getting a little dark now too, which has been yeah. Nice. Ooh, yeah. They're changing with the times. I'm a big fan of the relaunch. Mm-hmm. I'm reading all the, those new issues. Yeah, super cool. Matt, Matt I, I, to me, Matt always had a, a dark streak to it. When I read it as a yeah. kid in the '70s, it felt. You know, this was a weird thing that it was like a humor magazine, but in the back there's the, you know, crucified hippie on the heroin needle <laughs> yeah. image. And you're like, okay, I guess would, be, would that be like a fold in? <laughs> no, it was just like on the very back cover. It was like these weird. Do they still have the fold ins? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And it's still Al Jaffe doing it. 
Man, the, that but, guy. Yeah, the difference <laughs> uh, the difference between now is like up until the um, the relaunch, he would bring the the oil paintings because they're oil paintings mm-hmm. that he does uh, yeah. directly to the mad offices himself. He would physically bring them, and he's in like in his nineties. Ooh, Bob, I should do a fold in for you guys. I did it for Sneaky Dragon, <laughs> and it was Ooh. amazing. Ooh. Thank yeah, you. the fold in you did for us was incredible. Yeah. And would that it was be like, really early like on. a digital fold in where you click a button, it would fold in, or. Uh, I don't have the means okay. to do that. <laughs> but what, what, what we did was we we because um, you can digitally fold it in. So oh, okay. you, we we what we did was we printed the actual thing or put it up on our website, but then we put in you know what it looked like when it was folded as I just, well. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. cut I just cut it in piece it together in Photoshop. So well, you're offering, so we can't pay you now. But, oh uh, dang it! Uh-huh. <laughs> now it has to be gift art. <laughs> my advice is though, do stuff for Mad though. That is yeah, I'd like and to. Allie is one of my editors yeah. for the for the tweets. Do they accept submissions? Yeah, yeah, they take pictures. I don't know. You might have to know a guy, but yeah, you I do now. You you know a guy, (laughs) and you definitely know a guy. What the hell could I do for Mad? Uh, What could you do? What (laughs) could you do? They make fun of video games for sure. But what could I do for it? I don't know. What do you like? What do you make fun of? You write jokes all the time on. You write jokes that are so funny on Twitter. They make me mad. They just make me mad (laughs) because I just go, "This is funny," and it's not just funny. It's deeply funny. It's so funny. Like what? Give me an example. I'm not going to repeat a joke back to you. I'm not playing that I game. I want to hear your own words. No, I will. I can. Okay, if I retweeted something of yours, then I found it deeply funny. That's how you. That's how I can't you remember know. the last time you retweeted something. Probably <laughs> two <about>. days ago. <laughs> but uh, but no, you yeah. definitely could do. Yeah, stuff I retweet for your jokes. They're yeah. good. Mm. Yes, I've but, never written jokes like you write them on about. Twitter. Yeah, that's you write them. I don't yeah. get paid oh, for them. Th- okay, here's the thing. <laughs> this 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 reminds me of a lot of people I know who I do improv with, uh-huh. and who will go like, uh, "Yeah, I can't do sketch comedy." You do it. I see you do it on stage. You just made it up on stage. Yeah, but I can't just write it down. Yes, you could. <laughs> you absolutely could. You've just showed me that you could do the thing. I guess I've written jokes for Sparks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you want to, okay, we can talk about this later are we, on. Are we allowed to talk? We can talk about this. What's okay. up? What, what do you want to talk about with sparks? The current sparks. I realize. Sure. If you want, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, we we we. It's ours. I know, but like, it's not. <laughs> we're the creators. We have of to it. be asked if we're working on it first. Oh, first of all. Oh yeah, we do. Uh, oh. Would you mind asking if we're doing? Are you uh, working on more sparks? Oh, oh yeah. Thanks for asking in this interview <laughs> well, situation. Yes, we are. yes, we're working on sparks. Oh, I'm so sparks too right now. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I've handed in the final script. Uh, knock on wood this mm-hmm. this week, but definitely uh, Nina and I jammed on a bunch of ideas for Sparks. I'm you came glad up with that a, you um, uh, took in a bunch of my ideas. Yeah, there's a there's probably my favorite character that we've you know oh, what, yeah. you know that uh, you just made up. That's like such a delight to write because it's a silent character, and I love silent characters. Hmm. Same here. Yeah, and then I kept with a whole like theme. Um, a thread that connects everything together. Yeah. Oh, and here's a fun thing about Sparks too: is we're going to be in Russian. Oh, okay. Yeah, you saw that, right? You had to. Uh, oh, you got yeah, the notice yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. We're um, being translated into French. It's called Zap. And it's Zap, <laughs> and yeah, that's a good one. Which both, <laughs> which both, yeah, you and uh, Sonia sent the uh, uh, John Waters. Oh, yeah, Sonia, who is a fan of Seeking Dragon and Talking Simpsons. Yes, oh, uh, did the John Waters uh, episode Zap. of uh, Simpsons <laughs> Zap back at yeah. us. But yeah, it's going to be in Russian and it's going to be in Hebrew now. Which is Wait, pretty what? Cool. Did you not know about the Hebrew? No, I didn't know about the you Hebrew. You gotta one. read what, what's sent oh, to you. Man. Yeah. I'm gonna bring this back to Fraser, by the way. Uh, have okay, you seen the please. episode where he has to do a speech at a bar mitzvah? <laughs> no. Um, I think it's like for his, his son, hmm. I believe, uh, Freddie. Okay. And, um, Who he does not care about at all. Well, like, he doesn't have custody of him at all. He though. doesn't care about his son, <laughs> Freddie. So Lilith is Jewish? I guess so. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Explain her name. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that okay. does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he had to do a bar mitzvah speech. So he was studying. He was brushing up on his Hebrew. Okay. And then, like, 
I can't. Okay, so I, it's been a long time since so I actually watched Frasier, but like he kind of like um like so there were Freddy's friends who were, who was teaching him Hebrew, and then I guess he did something they didn't like, so they played a prank on him and they taught him um. Uh, Klingon instead. So we delivered a speech uh, in quote unquote Hebrew at the bar mitzvah. It was actually all Klingon. That's pretty good. <laughs> I had no idea. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I want to see Sparks in Klingon now. Oh, that okay. Listen, here's all that you need to do for that. Okay, because okay. you've got like you got almost twenty thousand followers on Twitter. Okay, you're uh, eighteen point. You have more than K. me. I, I'm going to say. I'm very jealous. I'm, I'm still going to say eighteen point something is almost twenty thousand. Let's say that we're going to round up. I just up. crossed into eighteen point three while you, uh, Bob has been here. Actually, second comes after first. All right, that is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. second place is no name for loser. I understand. Okay, so what uh, what I'm saying is, of those <laughs> followers, uh-huh. someone knows Klingon. Oh, I. Bet. And of those followers, someone's a fan of Sparks. You should mention, I would love it if someone would translate this into Klingon a I bet page the or two. overlap of that Venn diagram is very, I am very, betting very, very that tiny. as well. <laughs> I, I, well, no, but I, I bet that Venn diagram exists in your Twitter feed, and I bet that would uh, happen. You never know, I guess. Put it out in the Farscape language that exists. Oh, okay. Sure. I've never watched Farscape, but I know there's a Farscape language. I have not either. That's a, oh, that's I, a big I hole in my do. nerddom. <laughs> Be cool. It is. Dungeons and Dragons was too until I ended up doing a live show recently, and now I got to get into that. Big, big nerd holes. But yeah, I would say digging me some nerd <laughs> holes. There, there, there's a reference. Digging some yeah. nerd there holes. you go. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 I got that reference. The fastness you guys have with the Simpsons references, I'm very bad with them. Uh, but you're, you're great with that. I would say, I would say do that. Uh, we're, we're coming now close to the end. How many hours have we been talking for? We've been talking for two hours and five minutes. Mm. Okay, that's not as bad as I thought. No, and it's only been, what, it's been six bathroom breaks, so that's not too bad. Uh, yeah, that's good for Nina. I have a tiny I'm hanging in there. I would, no, no. I cut, I'm the smallest I cut most of here. the moat. I cut most of the moat, because I'm, I'm a gentleman. Caller. <laughs> Yep. To me. That's that's funny on our Fuck Tennessee Williams. No, that's funny on our Tennessee Williams podcast. It's 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 good stuff. Uh, so it's the last chance to ask questions of each other. It's our oh. it's our speed round wow. ask question. Mm. Do you have any questions to ask a Canadian uh, before uh, before we wrap up? Um, I'm trying to think. Okay. While you think of that, I'm going to turn to Nina and ask her this: What is an underrated video game that people should try out? That uh, they they probably haven't heard of. Uh, Storm Control Two. Storm Control really? Two. Really? Okay. Where do you where uh, do you Star find Control it? Two. Star Control. Um, there is like um, a free version that's like exactly the same as the the non free version that some fans piece together. But the creators are aware of it and they're totally fine with it. They can get online called the Urquan Masters. Okay. I sound so nerdy talking about. This. No no no! Trust me, this <laughs> could not have gotten nerdier. I can't talk to you anymore. That's, that's fine. You're the one who knows about like all those weird old TV shows. Yeah, <laughs> you're sitting next to a tin tin poster. We've got a Futurama lot, lunchbox next to you. We've got cookies based on Why the Last Man comic book in front of you. Uh, next to our sour gummy rings. Um, that's right. I've got an Adventure Time notebook that. Uh, like uh, does a little uh, sparkly thing. Listen, no one's throwing stones, nerd stones, except I maybe am. Dave. Um, yeah. I am. Dave's the uh, Dave's the jock in the group. He's wearing so, a sports shirt. I am wearing a sports shirt. Ooh. Yeah, he likes the sports. A <laughs> um, quick side side note: We were watching a little bit of uh, Sabrina, both David and myself. Yes. And uh, it was weird to me that they had as the villains in Sabrina four jocks. Yeah, they so had four jocks that were like it's the, so old fashioned. But the show's very strange, isn't it? Like yeah, they were bullying uses... the uh, the the trans uh, the trans character. Yeah, you're talking about. Uh, okay, they were bullying the trans. <laughs> I'm loud enough; people can hear me. Uh, and it was like we're, ha- we're the four jocks. 
Like, yeah. where, these guys are still around? It just seemed like this stereotype from like the oldest so shows. It I, just seemed... I liked how in Spider-Man Homecoming, Flash Thompson was no longer a jock. That's, yeah. Like, yeah. I, that's what I thought. We've yeah. got that beyond this, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. We've moved on. Now that the jocks moved, can be uh, that we've moved on past bullying or past people. It's a different kind bullying. of bullying. Teasing, let's say. We haven't moved past teasing people. Yeah. But... Like that show, it's yeah, it's so retro, it's so retrograde. It's, it's like if you like sports, then you're a jerk. Yeah, and but that show is odd in lots of ways. Like it, it exists in no time. You know, people have cell phones, but they drive vintage cars. They talk on regular landlines, calling cell phones. Like it's just, yeah, it's just so. And then the way they dress, they dress in this sort of you know old style. And then, but it doesn't. I don't even know what it's. Are they? Is that intentional? Is it just to make us feel? Dislocated? Is the show supposed to feel like it's in no yeah. place at all? Like it's got it's got a lot of very old values and not in good ways for a show that's supposed <laughs> to be, that seems to be progressive. Yeah, but then they'll forget something. Like the, people will be so horrific and we'll forget yeah. about that the next episode. But. I thought they were really unfair to cannibals. <laughs> that's right. Some of them are fine and young. I'm, I was uh, gonna make that joke. <laughs> oh, very good, excellent. You could see you could have done that. I would have, I would have retweeted that joke. Well, now Step you have to tweet it out. Well, you know what? You know, let's pitch it to Matt tomorrow. We'll see what we can. You guys do. are gonna forget it in five minutes. <laughs> all right. So um, okay, is there any ask a Canadian yeah, question? Uh, what's right. it like to not be afraid all the time? Uh, yeah, we're afraid of different stuff. Yeah, I want to know what uh, Canadians are afraid of. I guess. Oh, bears. bears. Okay, oh, my yeah. wife just shouted, "Bears!" <laughs> you can blow them up. That's right. <laughs> Uh, they don't have guns, but we can't so. blow them up. We don't have we don't have access to the sort of things here in Canada. I do think Bear like Patrol. I do think it's yeah, that's true. I do think like a lot of uh, not worrying about healthcare is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. It's enormous that you know that you will if you need to go to the hospital, you can go to the hospital. You know you're not going to lose uh, everything if you get sick. That's that's so so big. I will I will agree with that. Um, and yeah, we really do feel for you guys right now. I'm so sorry for what you're going through. Since <laughs> sincerely, we have spoken to so many friends of ours and have planned kind of almost an underground railroad <laughs> now, should it come should it really really go south that uh we're gonna every be... time an american friend of mine visits i wish i could just keep them here i know i, <laughs> feel... I should have told nina i'm colonizing part of her apartment <laughs> <laughs> i'm living in the dog kennel now it's what you americans like to do apparently yeah yeah this, this... <laughs> oh, my no. army no. Political i have got an army that will back me up <laughs> <laughs> that's true army of one <laughs> that's yes uh yeah it's oh i'm sorry I, I am sorry that this is that this is happening yeah he's uh, enjoying the weather right know. now too because california is on fire we were on fire a little we were while, on fire ago. A little while ago there's more chance of rain here yeah i feel like people idealize canada too much i don't i don't think they i think there's lots of problems here that are we're not perfect but we're still better off than that's <laughs> yeah. right an act of war it can turn so quickly that you shouldn't be complacent no, no, you shouldn't be complacent. That's true, but there, you can't treat what's going on down there right now like it's in any way normal or go, oh, no. you know, parallel or there's anything. It's just things have gone bananas. Mm-hmm. They're just <laughs> they're just pure bananas. And when they try to recreate this as they will in the future and go like, let's historically recreate what happened, it will never look realistic because it will just look cartoony. It will look yeah. fake. Yeah. Everything that comes out just seems like, well, that's not. If someone was writing real. current American history right now, it'd be like, oh, this guy's gone too far like there's no way a leader would say these things or do yeah these things. yeah i mean we live in the robocop world but there's no robocop so it's not cool yeah yeah you you live you live literally in a simpsons punchline yeah 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 it makes it hard to write uh comedy actually yes now. satire is dead it's what's funny is uh on twitter which i'm not on very often but uh, donald trump's i assume it's when it says the real donald trump that's his actual twitter that's yes. him yeah but when the, you read it I'm like, I'm like i guess this is a satirical 
thing because it can't possibly be real. This can't be what someone's actually writing. And then I'm looking at it going, no, no, I guess it is. It is him. Well, here's the, the and I forget who made this joke. Oh God, I wish I could remember who made this joke because it's really good. Me, I made it. Nope. Uh, <laughs> might be joke. might be Nina, but it's about how he's the greatest deal maker, but he couldn't negotiate his own name back from Twitter. He couldn't get that. He oh, couldn't okay. get do- uh, at Donald Trump. You know, it's like okay. Yeah, I never dealing, thought of that. Wow. You're not dealing with Twitter, though, aren't you? You'd have to be dealing with another with the person. With the person, but yeah. you're the president now. <laughs> yeah. Get the no, name no. back. He man. Twitter can't he ban wants, him. He wants the real Donald Trump, though. That's what he wants. Shouldn't he, didn't he be know. using the POTUS account thing? That's, that's, that's for the less spicy serious. Tweets, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's for, not for like watching TV and being mad at it. So yeah. no one actually, like he doesn't actually write the tweets you see on POTUS. Probably he probably still does. But here's the here's the little quick story, and I don't know if you know this one, but my wife Pia, she did a, a, a cartoon about Steve Bannon and Donald Trump mm. a couple a couple of years ago, and it was uh, it was uh, the it was Steve Bannon holding him as a child. Uh, and it upset Steve Bannon. I'm oh, sorry. It upset, <laughs> sorry, it didn't upset Steve Bannon. It upset the president oh, so much, Good. so much that they had a huge fight. And this was like the start of their breakup that eventually led to him. And and Pia did that like on the on our couch. She just did that oh. on her iPad and put it out there. And it just that's it just one went where he's crazy. saying who's a big boy. Yeah, that's what it's called, Trump big boy. Saying, I am. Yeah. And it was the hashtag was President Bannon, and then mm. that caught fire. Wow, wow! And then it was so surreal because it was on the news within three days, and it was on the news like Good Morning America. It was on like all the national news. It was on like it was on the View. We're talking about it, and it was like, what the holy hell? So the guy, that's the thing. Like he seems like he's got power, but he's so sensitive mm-hmm. that you could do a joke or something or a cartoon that could uh, piss him off enough yeah. that oh, he's he would, a big baby he's yeah a, a lot of his baby. things are about how no one is nice enough to him and yes people uh-huh. are unfair it's it's all resentment politics, yeah really. his whole thing before was you're going to get sick of winning but the thing is yeah. with him he can't win no. Even when he wins he will be mad at how he wins and he hasn't won on, enough and it's just this okay so oh, well, by the way we went to golden age and we saw uh me the people yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Real cool. Real cool. That's uh, that's my with Pia's uh, book of editorial cartoons, and uh, both of you are leaving with uh, the home version of oh that. Oh my god! What really? Uh, yay! Oh, yeah. cool. And <laughs> is it under a seat well. right now? What's that? Is it under a seat right now? Well, you could you could check. No, it's up. It's up with the toilet seat. I just so feel figured that would be the more uh, likely place you'd find it. There are screws under my seat. I think that's normal though. <laughs> I'm always scared that there's going to be gum under seats, so I never check whenever anyone says that. Can, can we talk about Starcon two again? <laughs> talk about what? Okay, this is, by the way, how our shows end. It's like we say, we're going to end, Nobody and then ends. it's about... It never ends, I know. You run a tight ship, and God bless you, you for you it. You asked me what it is. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. What is it? <laughs> it it's, um... Oh, what is it again? <laughs> Let me look up. No, I'm just kidding. Starcon? Starcon? Star Control 2. Release this. Oh, 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 oh. Do you know Starcon 2? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've played it, but I know it's an art, It's like a space RTS-ish yeah, thing. Kind yeah, kind of. Like, it's like a space exploration... Uh, uh, video game, a uh, computer game, where you go around like exploring the universe and like mining uh, planets and talking to alien races. Is it a 4X game? I don't know what that is. Uh, exploration, and there's three other X's. <laughs> and the three ac- other X's are Wait. booze. <laughs> it's, it's alcohol or uh, pornography. It's well, <laughs> exploration, x ray, xylophone, <laughs> and Xebra. 
Professor Xavier. Yeah, <laughs> X-Men that weren't being used, like Maggot or the one that shoots a uh, Marrow. Oh, oh. Maggot and Marrow, the very unpopular X-Men. Uh, I showed my X again. Does that count? <laughs> but anyway, um, oh, sorry. So- explore, explain. Sorry, explore, expand, exploit, ex- and exterminate. Um. Yeah. Kind okay. of. Kind of. And nice. there's like there's like ship battles you can do, and like depending, and then, then exhale. Depending mm. on how um, diplomatic you are talking to alien races, you either fight them or you befriend them. Huh? Okay. Form allies, and there's like you find out there's like, a huge long war. Uh, going on between two alien races where they're basically destroying each other and destroying the entire universe. Mm-hmm. So you have to like um, uh, get like this old um, uh, ancient weapon left behind by like a super super old alien race called the Precursors. You got to get that. You got to find parts of it mm-hmm. that each alien race has. Yeah. So you got to be friendly to them. Get the parts. Get all the the weapons together. The weapon together, and then that ultimately will like um, solve the the dispute in the war between the the two alien races. And you've played Mass Effect, right? Yes. Mass Effect Two. Well, no, the first Mass mm-hmm. Effect. I played it and like this is just like Star Control Two. Oh, is that right? Yes. And 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 that one came out way before. A Starcon too? Yeah. 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 Okay. I bet you anything they were like highly influenced right. by Starcon too. Okay. Well, I'm going to get my friend Mark Mir on the phone and uh, <laughs> he's, Commander, he's Commander Shepard and we're going to have a word about that. Yeah. Male Shep. Male Shep. I always that's forget right. about Male Shep. Oh, do you play female Shep? Oh, yeah. All right. That's fine. She's, she's the better okay, Shep. That's fine. Well, all right. I'm friends with the <laughs> other guy, so I got to play him. Uh, have you ever <laughs> talked to Jennifer Hale? She did Femme Shep. No, I have not. Okay. Well, you I'm already. You meet I'm a lot of voice actors. I, 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 I do, but I'm just saying. You did a feature on I'm just saying. I'm trying Russell to. Oh, and, and Johnny Manju. I did, and they wouldn't mm. let me talk. It's true. <laughs> what? If you want to see me sitting quietly. He's still mad about it. No, I'm not. He's mad about it. No, but it is interesting. Like, if you watch the video, clearly these are guys that have their own thing to do, and like, that I was there was just like, hmm. Occasionally, I'll get a uh, I'll get a, a laugh in, and uh, yeah, they, they they don't quite know how to handle that. Mm. Billy West, uh, John John's okay. Billy doesn't like anyone getting a laugh that's not him. Mm. So, like. so you got a, a sexy painted lady dancing to seventies music? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly. You would think that would win over the crowd. You didn't but... pop out of a tiny door though. Oh, okay. your that's, that's where I went wrong. That's right. And then I had slime fall on me. I went <laughs> like all the hits, all the Canadian hits. <laughs> and now water. Ruth Buzzy, everybody, <laughs> she knows how to do it. Bring her out here. Still doing it. Yep. I don't know. Is Ruth Buzzy still alive? She's still alive. Good on her. How old is she? Probably in her seventies. She's old. Yeah. Don't talk about her. On oh, wait a second! Girls. I already, uh, have no, to play no. The I know my I know my powers now, and you know, frankly, Ruth Buzzy needs to pay up. <laughs> oh yeah, for, for the longest time, like whenever they brought up um, an old guy who was on The Simpsons, on Talking Simpsons, it's yeah. only happened twice. It, has it? It was um, Gordy Howe yeah. and I believe oh. uh, George H W Bush. So you guys talked about him, and then well, he passed away. Yeah, yeah. We recorded the episode while they were still alive. And then when we released the episode, because we recorded in advance... Sorry, is H.W. Bush dead? Oh, sorry, Barbara Bush died. But, yeah. Okay. H.W. is still... If you call that living, that's what I say. <laughs> if you call... <laughs> I, I do. To, to steal from uh, Dr. Zoidberg. <laughs> but anyway, that's why I call Talking Simpsons a death podcast. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the uh, the t-shirt you can buy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great t-shirt with a, a, a character on it that's your own, and that's great. Your, yes, unique a character. completely original character yeah. do not, do that not resembles steal. <laughs> no yeah. one else like, mo- like Monald Muck. Yes, we've gotten <laughs> into that. That's right. Where can you get the t-shirt, Bob? Uh, I think it's tinycc.com slash Simpsons death shirt. Or tinyurl.com. So it's, it's available. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put it up on our site. We'll put up a oh, link on yeah, our site. Yeah, I'll put up a link. I Dave. believe, yeah, sorry. I think it is tinyurl.com 
slash Simpsons death I was thinking shirt. about wearing yeah. it uh, today, but then I'm like, no, I'm going to be on Sneaky Dragon. I can't wear a shirt from another podcast on We're Sneaky friends. Dragon. No, it's <laughs> fine. We're friends. We're, you're, you're, uh, I'd say you're friends of the pod, but that's from another damn pod, so we can't say that. Yes, uh, it is tinyurl.com slash Simpsons death shirts. And it's but available. I also did another Talking Simpsons shirt before that. Yes. I did the Talking Simpsons uh, parody of the um, Eye on Springfield logo. Yeah, and that's also at shirtsicle.com. Mm-hmm. And they're really good quality shirts, too. I was like really pleased with the latest one, too. Yeah, yeah. I wore it for our uh, Portland Live show with Bill Oakley. Oh, you and Henry both. Yeah, we both wore the same shirt. You got quality shirts. By the way, uh, we also awkward. have... Oh. We must have been <laughs> so embarrassed when you walked on the stage to each other. <laughs> we also have shirts at sneakydragon.com that are uh, nice shirts as well. Uh, we do, yeah, we do. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Did you see, by the way, did you see the Saturday Night Live sketch where they did the podcast awards? No. It's no, quite, It's quite no. funny, and I think you, you would get a up. kick out of it. Yes. Okay. Uh, hey. Are they called the Webbies? No. The Potties? Nope, something. The Casties? Something else, but it was quite funny, and they did a good uh, Pod Save America slam that I thought was uh, quite good. I'm, I'm on board for that. Yeah. We might, we, might see if, we might see if we've got it on uh, recorded. We might show it to you after. Uh, okay. Hey, Dave. Yes, uh, You feel like wrapping this one up? This has been a delight, by the way. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, yeah, this is the first one. Me. This is the first one we've done at uh, this location. It was a real treat having you. It's a great I place. am a big fan of your oh, podcast. Thank you. And I'm a big fan of Nina as a person and as an amazing talent. So having you both on the show has been a treat. Dave. I'm indifferent. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Thanks for... Mm. <laughs> that way, Canadian a, indifference. A, a great crossover episode of Sticky Dragon. That's right. And, and unlike the Critic Simpsons crossover, there's no ill feelings at the end of it. Not yet. Oh, oh. Well, we we're going to have dinner after this. That's true. <laughs> so it all comes out. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I do want to do your podcast at some point. Oh, sure, when sure. Yeah. In California. We'll, we'll for talk sure. about it. Yes, for sure. Guys out there, and Dave, guys. wrap it up. <laughs> I am trying to wrap it up. Okay, Try wrap it up in your so inimitable hard. style. Try and if you could sing it too, that'd be great. <laughs> it's a closing. Hey, theme. everybody. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you how you contact us show. You can go to our website. It's called SneakyDragon.com where you can leave a comment. Please do because I really like you. And please go to Facebook where we're called Sneaky Dragon. It's original because that's our name. And Sneak underscore Dragon is our Twitter handle. Please like it no don't like it put the little heart symbol when i put something up because i feel rather ignored by people's one like on things that i fucking post on twitter assholes and also everyone you can write us at sneaky d at sneakydragon.com which is our uh email address and there you go ian okay oh by the way yeah uh, we have a new podcast called sneaky dragon listening party Check it out if you like music. It's my daughter Mary and I talking about uh, our mixtape project from three years ago, where I sent out uh, around 400 songs to listeners for their delectation and delight. And we're just going through them and talking about them and listening to music together, and it's been a lot of fun. So we have our second show coming out next Wednesday, and uh, I would like it if you listen to it. Yep. And so we there. also have Full Marks, our other podcast. Oh, whatever. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Be that way. Yes, I am that way. So... Bob, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank I, you for having I me. I appreciate it, despite my my, my uh, bad manners at the end of the show. <laughs> just, I've been staring at these sour candies so so deliciously close to me, and I've just been getting madder and madder through the show. <laughs> Nina. Yes. Third Dragon. Yes. Thank you for coming on the show. No problem. We always love when you come. It's a tradition. Now. Ian. My birthday. Mm. It's a wonderful house you have here. <laughs> Thank you for having us. And uh, we'll be back next week, I guess. I guess pretty soon I'll just get used to it and I'll, I won't like it anymore as much as I do right now. Yeah. But Next week, Dave's going to be tired because he's going to help us move a little bit more. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, everyone, so this is uh, this is the end of the show. Goodbye. <laughs>
Well, we're not going to run it the whole time. Yeah. We're not going to talk while you're going. Well, once I left yeah. for a bathroom break, and then you left the whole thing in. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs>